How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably the craziest dream stand to ever exist. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you are new, and let's just jump right into it. I'm going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Sam. So anyways, this all happened when Sam, well, uh, well when Sam was in eighth grade, which was six months ago. Also, real quick, you can like Dream, you can even be a Dream stan, I personally don't care, we're cool either way, as long as you don't act like this girl, you're totally cool. That's all I'm gonna say before I hop into it. So anyways, Sam was in 8th grade about 6 months ago. Well, this story happened around 6 months ago. So he was just, you know, in his, like, he was in his uh, lab class, or his science class, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, normally the, la the teacher let them choose lab partners. But for some reason, one day, the teacher came in and said, hey, I'm actually mixing it up. Like, I'm going to give you randomized lab partners. You guys have been choosing the same people every single day. And everyone's like, what? No, but it's my friend. And he's like, tough, tough. You're going to get a random lab partner and you're going to like it. So anyways, right, Sam was randomized and he got a random person that he didn't really know. Sam normally gravitated towards his like one real good friend in the class. But, you know, he's like, all right, well, this is someone new. So anyways, Sam was like assigned to this person for, you know, a lab partner. And, you know, they went up there or Sam went over there and said, hi, my name's Sam. And the person, the other person looked up and said, hey, my name's Sarah. And uh, Sam and Sarah, you know, immediately got to work on the lab and they actually hit it off pretty well. Like things were pretty good. Like, you know, life was pretty great. They, uh, it's not necessarily they had a lot in common right away, but they just had really good chemistry and it was pretty apparent. And by the end of it, Sam's like, hey, like I actually had a lot of fun today. Like, we should like hang out more and Sarah agreed. It was always kind of like throughout the story, it's not super clear to me if they ever had like a kind of a underlying romantic theme or if it was truly just a platonic relationship. Like I have plenty of friendships with women and I just, there's, it's just 100% platonic. Those people lie on the internet and say that those can never exist. They can. However, I'm not sure if in this case they, you know, Sam kind of had a, th a little thing for Sarah or not, but Throughout the story, they do remain friends till the very end, and it's insane, but you don't want to miss that. Anyway, so Sam and Sarah, outside of this lab class, would start to hang out a little bit. Like, they still had, like, a free period or whatever type recess deal. You know, at lunch, Sam would normally sit with his boys, but, you know, he would sometimes be like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with some other friends, and they'd be like, what? And then they see him go sit with a girl, and they're like, ooh, you're sitting with a girl, <laughs> you know. Typical behavior, even from, like, my friends, and <laughs> we're 19. It doesn't get better, guys, all I'm saying. Um, but anyways, right, so Sam and Sarah, you know, they started to talk more, and they became pretty close friends. And, uh, you know, it came to the point where Sarah actually invited Sam over to her house for a sleepover. And, uh, you know, a, I will say, like, a boy-girl sleepover, I have been to one of them. They're pretty cool. Um, but anyways, you know, Sam was like, oh my, like, really? And Sarah's like, yeah, I mean, we're buddies. Like, I have my other buddies over all the time. Doesn't really matter, you know? And, uh, you know, Sarah's, you know, Sarah's like, well, my mom's cool with it. Like, talk to your parents. So anyways, Sam went back home and, you know, he hit up his, or not, he didn't hit up his parents. He, his parents were there. Sam went back home and he kind of like went up to his mom's like, hey, mom, I got a question for you. And his mom's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, so I'm friends with this girl and I really am just friends with her. And Sam's mom's like, yes. <laughs> she already knew that like something was coming up. And he's like, well, so basically what happened is that, you know, 
She's invited me over to her house for a sleepover, which is, I go to sleepovers all the time, and Sam's mom's like, Sam, and Sam's like, no, mom, I swear, like, I really don't have any feelings for her, she doesn't have any feelings for me, it's just, like, normal, I know it's weird, because it's, like, boys and girls, but mom, boys and girls can be friends, too, and Sam's mom's like, well, okay, but I trust you on this one, because, you know, Sam's in eighth grade, it's, I mean, hey, man, and, uh, you know, Sam's like, thank you, mom, like, that's great, so the next day, Sam gets into school, and he kind of, like, runs up to Sarah. He's like, Sarah, Sarah, like, I know I, I, I can actually do this. Like, I, I can come over to your house. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, like, like that's great. Like, I'm so excited. Do you want to do this weekend? He's like, yeah, no, I don't have anything this weekend. So they plan it for the weekend. Sam's going to go over to Sarah's house. Life is good. Well, life wasn't really good, but Sam didn't see that coming. But the only, the only warning sign he got was that, you know, Sam was talking to one of his, his boys at the lunch table. He decided not to hang out with Sarah that day just because, you know, he had to hang out with the boys. You got to split your time. And he was saying, like, oh, it's really cool. Like, Sarah and I are actually pretty good friends. I'm actually going over to her house. And one of the boys was like, wait, Sarah, like, Sarah, and then says the last name. And Sam's like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude. And Sam's like, dude, what? He's like, I don't really know. Like, I, I, can't tell you, t- I can't tell you anything specific, but I've just heard things. And Sam's like, bro, what do you mean you've heard things? What are the things? And Sam's friend's like, I don't know. I've just heard that she's like, really, like, this isn't meant to be offensive, but she's just like, there's, she's just really, really weird and something happened, but I, I, I didn't actually know. And Sam's like, bro, you can't just say that. You can't just say that and then not actually have an answer. And Sam's friend's like, I know, I shouldn't have even, I shouldn't have even brought it up. I don't know. Maybe you want to do some digging. Maybe you don't. I don't think it's just like she's weird, like people don't like her weird. I, I think something like, I, I don't know. There's something there. I don't know what it is. But bro, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. And Sam was kind of like, all right, well, obviously my friend's just being a hater and is jealous because I don't really spend as much time with them anymore because I have more than one friend. You know what? He can't deal with the fact that I have more than one friend. So you know what? That's tough for him. And, you know, sure enough, Sam did not heed his friend's warning and kind of uh, kind of paid the price for it later on. And it is, this is probably one of the craziest stories I've ever told in the channel and I, or I've ever received. By the way, submit your own stories to me on Instagram, Connor Pugs, or Discord. Both my links are in the description of this video if you want to submit the stories. Anyways, so Sam packs his bag on that Friday and is super excited and, you know, he's ready for the next day. You know, Saturday comes around and he sends a text to Sarah being like, hey, I'm excited for tonight. She's like, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. And so anyways, you know, Sam's mom is driving him over and Sam's mom's like, all right, well, you have my number. And if at any point you, you, you want to leave, just let me know. Like, I will bring you back. Don't worry about it. And Sam's like, mom, it's going to be fine. Stop worrying, mom. God, mom, why are you so, God damn it, mom. No, okay. But he was like, oh, like, mom, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about, don't worry about me like that. Um... Yeah, well, his mom had an intuition and that all of his friends apparently did too, but Sam just couldn't see. So anyways, Sam, you know, Sam and his mom pull up to Sarah's house, and uh, the, the first kind of red flag was that there was no cars in the driveway. And Sam's mom was like, wait, her parents aren't home? And Sam's like, uh... And Sam's mom's like, all right, I'm coming with you, and I'm if their parents aren't going to be here, well, then I don't think I can let you stay. Sam's like, oh, jeez. So they walk up, right, 
And, you know, Sam's mom rings, rings the doorbell, and uh, Sarah greets them at the door. Sam's mom's like, hi, Sarah. I'm Sam's mom. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so glad that my son and you are good friends. Are your parents home? And Sarah's like, no, but they'll be back really soon. And Sarah's, and Sam's mom's like, how soon do you think? Sarah's like, yeah, I don't know, like 30, 45 minutes. They just went out to get something. Uh, sorry, I think they're just running a little late. They sent me a text. And, you know, Sam's mom's like, mm, okay, I, I, I don't think I'm going to, st- like, okay, that's fine. Sam, you have my number if you need anything. Sarah, Sam can give you my number if you need to contact me or anything. Bye, guys. And, you know, Sam's mom walks away. Sam's mom should not have walked away. Because things are about to get really crazy. And I keep hyping it up, but trust me, it is worth it. So anyways, you know, Sam, you know, walks in and he's so excited, right? This is Sarah. This is his friend. This is the first mixed gender sleepover, which he hasn't been to one before. And he's really happy about that. And, you know, Sarah seems pretty excited too. But there's just this weird energy that Sam kind of is like acknowledging, but also ignoring. Because he just thinks it's his nerves. He just thinks he's like being like a little freaked out about his first like, oh my God, sleepover with a girl. (laughs) Whatever, right? But no, it was something else and he should have paid attention to it. And, you know, Sarah's like, oh, like, do you need to charge your phone? And Sam's like, oh, actually, I do. And his phone was on, like, 20% or something. So she's like, oh, I got a charger. And takes his phone and charges it in another room. This was mistake. This was mistake number, like, 15. But whatever. This was his next mistake. He's now lost access to his phone. So what? Anyways, right, you know, so Sam and Sarah, they walk over. And Sarah's like, Welcome to my room. She opens it up, and it's your quintessential, like, very stereotypical, like, girl room. There's, like, all this, like, I don't know what a stereotypical girl room. It just doesn't smell like crap like all boys' rooms do. You know what? That's a compliment, girls. Don't get mad at me in the comment section. Boys, stop coping. Your rooms smell bad. I know because I am one. Anyway, (laughs) anyways, though, so they sit down, they start talking about stuff, they're actually having a really good time, because they're both, like, watching, I don't know, freaking Stranger Things, and this is before the new season came out, so they're kind of, like, theorizing about what's gonna happen next, and, you know, they're really having a good time and all that kind of stuff, and that's when Sarah's like, oh, I'm gonna, like, go to the bath, like, oh, I have to, like, go downstairs and go to the bathroom, I'll be back in, like, five minutes, do you mind just, like, chilling here? Sam's like, yeah, no, that's fine. So Sarah leaves her room. And Sam, you know, he doesn't, like, look for her diary or anything, but he's looking around. You know, he's bored. His phone's charging. So he goes around, and he sees a closet. And the closet is only, like, open, like, a jar. Like, it's only half open, right? Or it's only open a little bit. So he goes over, and it seems to be, like, overflowing. And one thing Sam also noticed before he came into the room was there's, like, a lot of weird empty spots on the wall. You know when you have a poster on the wall... And it's, like, it leaves, like, a sun mark. Like, the sun's been on it that, like, everything around it becomes, like, lighter. And then when you remove the poster, it becomes darker. And also when you have, like, tape or whatever, it leaves a little, like, it kind of peels away the paint where it was. There was a lot of weird things on the wall that just seemed like something was there that was recently removed. But Sam didn't think anything of it really at the time. But when Sam got to the closet, he opened up the closet a little bit. And he saw a massive pile of, like, Dream, Dream S&P, all that type of stuff, a big pile of, like, merchandise and stuff. And that doesn't really matter. You can have a thing. But the thing that, like, really caught his eye was this big bulletin board type thing. And there was a very big, like, bulletin 
board-shaped hole in her wall. It was not hole, but like a part that like felt like something was there before. And that started to weird him out. And he like looked at it, and on the top of the bulletin board, it said, The Quest to Find Dream, a.k.a. Clay. And Sam was like, um... And down below, it had all... You know those, like, in the horror movies where, like, the guy goes crazy trying to figure something out? He has all the strings attaching the stuff. It was pamphlets. It was flyers. It was everything, like, trying to figure out Dream and who he actually is and what he actually looks like. And as he's reading it, it says, conclusion, like, Dream... And then he finds, like, a little book, right? A little book next to it. All these flyers and posters trying to find who Dream really is. By the way, if you don't know, Dream is a very popular Minecraft YouTuber. And anyways, he picks it up and he starts reading through it. And a little bit through, he gets to a page where it says, Dream's name is not Clay. He made that up, right? And he's like, I figured this out through my deductive reasoning. I know, like, and then going ahead a little bit more. Dream's hair is blonde, like looking like this. He doesn't actually live in Florida. He lives where I live. I've come to this conclusion. Does some more like page flipping. And that's where Sam's heart starts to drop. And it says suspect for dream, Sam. And then his last name, hair, check, voice, check. Like, I believe that this is actually him. I'll have to do some more research. And Sam keeps on flipping the pages and he starts to get really freaked out because it is insanely detailed pages, page after page after page of details about him and like Sarah's conspiracy theories that he is actually Dream. And that's when he gets to the last page that says like Operation Interrogation. And he reads it and it writes, it spells out in plain English that Sarah is going to invite him, befriend him even closer and then invite him over for a sleepover to interrogate him to prove that he is actually Dream. And when Sam has this book open, he hears a voice behind him saying, so you found the book. And he turns around and it's Sarah. Real quick, comment Dream if you made it this far into the video. Uh, I just want to see how many people made it this far. I like seeing the names and faces. And I'll try and heart a bunch of comments that say the secret word of the day, which is Dream. And also, if you want to support the channel even more than you've already done by watching this far and giving me the good watch time, which boosts the channel, all you got to do is binge watch these videos in one sitting, meaning sit down and either do something or try to go to sleep or draw or play video games and watch a bunch of videos in a row. And let me know in the comment section down below what you're doing like while you're watching my videos or how many videos you binge watched. I'll try and heart the comments, reply to them saying thank you, and even shout out random people who tell me how they support the channel like this person on screen. Thank you. So shout out to this person as well as everyone else who's been supporting the channel in the last couple weeks and forever really. And let's get back to the story. So at this point, right, Sam is petrified. He's at the house alone. His phone is in another room. It's probably not even charging. She's probably just taking it, like any source of communication. It's just her, him and Sarah. And Sarah thinks that he is the Minecraft YouTuber dream because he's blonde, he sounds like him, and she's gone crazy, right? And at this point, she wants to interrogate him to prove that he is actually dream. So Sam is like, uh-huh. Haha, <laughs> yeah, I was just looking around. No, like, book? What? I, I just see you really like the Dream SP. That's cool. I don't really watch Minecraft that much. She said, I know you'd say that. I know you'd try and back out of the truth. And Sam's like, uh, what do you mean? And she's like, you saw the book, didn't you? And Sam's like, what book? And Sarah's like, oh. Oh, it's just a little book I have of like, 
my favorite dream characters. And Sam's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and Sarah's like, oh, follow me, follow me. Sarah comes over, grabs his hand, and leads him downstairs. Leads him past the room where his phone was supposedly charging. His phone was gone. It wasn't charging, by the way. Sarah's like, oh, where's my phone? She's like, oh, it's charging in a different room. Sam's like, uh. Sarah continues to lead him downstairs and then kind of to this basement area. And Sarah's like, look, 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 come on, come on. I want to show you something. Drags him basically down the stairs to the basement. Brings him down there. And it's like, okay, so like, there's a really cool game over there. And I want you to go over there and get it set up. And... Sam's like, what? And he turns around, Sarah's gone, and he hears running up the stairs. So, like, he starts turning around and starts, like, speed walking towards her, and Sarah's already ran up the stairs, slams the basement door shut, locks it. And Sam's like, yo, yo, like, open up, like, what are you doing? And Sarah's like, I know it's you, Dream. And Sam's like, dude, what the, what? What are you saying? And Sarah's like, I've been watching you for a while, and I know that it's actually you. You are Dream. I've been trying to figure out your true identity for the longest time, and uh, I knew that, like, that the, the red herring, Clay. Of course your name isn't Clay. That is a perfect idea to tell everyone your name is Clay, and then it's actually Sam. Oh, my God, I'm a genius. You, I mean, you should have changed your voice. You should have used a voice changer in your videos because it's so obvious when I hear you speak that you are actually Dream. And Sam's like, dude, what are you talking about? And Sarah's like, try and keep this up and you'll stay down there forever. And Sam, Sam's like, uh, so what are you gonna do when your parents get back? And Sarah's like, my parents are gone for the week. <laughs> and uh, Sarah, Sam's like, um... Well, my mom's coming tomorrow, and Sarah will say, I'm just going to tell her that you were walking home, and you chose to walk home yourself. She's going to think then that you got abducted and something like that, and I'll have you for the entire week, and you'll starve unless you admit it. And Sam's like, oh my god, this woman's insane. So he's looking around, and there's like no, there's like no actual windows. There's only like a light. And Sam's like, okay, well, what are you going to do if I admit that I'm Dream? And Sarah's like, well, well, you got to admit it first. And Sam's like, okay, you got me. I'm actually Dream. And Sarah's like, yes, yes, I knew it. Oh, Dream, I knew it. I knew it. Now, I have the identity of the most popular YouTuber ever. What shall I do with it? And, and Sam's kind of like, yeah, so are you going you gonna to let me out yet? And Sarah's like, mm, no, I don't think so. And Sam's like, well, okay, well, I'm, you know the truth now. Like, what else do you want to know? And Sarah's like, well, I got to be certain, right? I need you to show me that you're logged into the Dream YouTube channel. At this point, you know, Sam's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my, this is the most insane thing I've ever... He says, okay, well, you got to bring me my phone then. And Sarah's like, well, I'm going to bring you your phone, and then you're going to give me your password. And Sam's like, no can do. I'm going to type in the password myself, or you're not going to see the Dream channel. Sarah's like, "Mm, fine. Sam is so confused how that worked, but it did, so he's like, all right, screw it. We're going with this. And so Sarah, like, goes around. He hears her, like, because remember, Sam and Sarah are talking between a door at this point. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he hears Sarah walk away, walk into a different room, you know, get his phone, walk back. And Sarah's like, okay. I'm going to open the door, Dream. (laughs) Sam still thinks it's hilarious. Now she's calling him Dream. And so she opens it, and Sam's like, all right, well, 
I'm going to get my phone, grabs the phone, he's like, oh, so this has not been charging, it's at 5%. Sarah's like, yep. And (laughs) Sam's like, all right, cool, nice, all right, let me just open the, let me type in my password. So Sam starts to type his password, but is slowly moving himself into a position where he can bolt out of there. Because he's kind of remembered, he's putting in his head, he's like, all right, I've got to remember where the exit is. He's like, all right, got the phone. And he turns around, starts sprinting. Sarah's like, get back here, dream! So Sam starts sprinting from the room to the room to the room to the room, closes doors behind him, knocks stuff over behind him. She's like, get back here! Sam goes, finds his way to the kitchen, gets out there, and starts, like, sprinting down, because they, they live on a street, right? You know, she starts sprinting down the street, and that's when he, like, hears a bell. And that's when he realizes, he turns around briefly and sees Sarah getting on her bicycle and Sam's like, oh my God, I cannot ride a bicycle, but he's got the distance advantage. So he continues to run and that's when he turns a corner and jumps into a bush, right? Jumps into a bush of another house, goes down there and this is as still as possible. And he hears a bike approaching and then a bike turn the corner and then a bike stop. And Sam's like, she knows where I am. She must know where I am. Why did she stop right next to me? And Sam is in the bush as still as possible. He hears the bike, like, be like in, like, the sitting there, and then start to move again. And Sam watches as the bike goes down the street. And Sam is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he sends a text to his mom saying, like, Mom, can you pick me up? And she immediately starts calling him, and he declines the call and says, hey, can you pick me up? And she says, answer my call. So Sam kind of peeks his head out, sees that Sarah's nowhere to be seen, and picks up the phone. And his mom's like, like, Sam, what's wrong? Like, why do you need to be picked up? And Sam's like, oh, there's just a little complication, and uh, I just don't think this is a great idea for me to be here. And Sam's mom's like, okay, say, say less, I'm coming. So sure enough, you know, and Sam's like, well, so can you actually pick me up, uh, can you pick me up not at her house? And Sam's mom's like, what do you mean? Can you pick me up at the park? That's, you know, five minutes away from our house. And Sam's mom's like, why? And Sam's like, mom, I'm just going to tell you when I get to the car, I can't explain now, but just pick me up there. And she said, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So now Sam is like, puts down the phone. It's like, okay, I have an escape. Sam's phone is at 1% too. So he's so glad he made the call when he did. And he starts like moving in the backyards of people's houses. So he starts like going from house to house in the backyards. And then eventually he's like, he gets to the place where the park is. And he's about to, like, jump over the fence when he stops just to look. And thank God he stopped because he sees in the very distance a bike approaching him. And sure enough, it is Sarah on the bike. She does not see him, but he sees her. So he ducks down and he waits as the bike passes by. Sarah's been doing loops around the entire block because she must be like, how did I lose Dream? And uh, anyways, you know, Sam, you know, get hops out runs into the park and, like, hides behind a bush or whatever, hides in a tree, hides behind some kind of shrubbery, waiting for his mom. And he waits and he waits and he waits, and that's when he sees a car pull up. And he sees the car pull up, and he looks in, and sure enough, it's his mom. So he gets up, he sprints out, and he gets in, he opens up the driver's side car seat, he hops in, closes it, and says, Mom, go, go, go! And, you know, his mom's like, Sam, what?! Like, where's your stuff? He's like, I'll deal with that later. He's like, no, let's... And Sam's mom's like, no, let's go pick it up. And Sam's like, mom, let's drive around the neighborhood. Let me tell you what happened. And then we will make a choice from there. So Sam's mom's like, all right, fine. So Sam's mom starts driving around the neighborhood. And Sam's mom's like, fine, Sam. All right, 
Tell me the story. Click on the video what on happened. screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today we get a story of a Gen Z kid who doesn't take showers because he thinks they're offensive. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just jump right into the story and subscribe if you're new. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story James. So anyways, in James's class, there's this kid who we're going to call the Gen Z kid. And James, it was a pretty big class, so James actually never saw this kid before. And so what one day when they came into class, the teacher told them that, you know, the teacher wanted them to meet new people, wanted them to kind of mix it up a little bit so that the teacher was going to be assigning them to random tables because basically everyone had your unassigned assigned seats. I don't know if you guys had this in school, but you wouldn't be assigned to a specific seat. However, everybody in the class knew that that was like your seat, right? So uh, something like that kind of happened in James's class and the teacher was noticing and the teacher wanted to give people an opportunity to meet new people. So the teacher gave random seat assignments for that day and told them that they could go back to seat of sitting wherever the next day, but that today they were going to meet some new people and that they were going to do an in-class assignment and it was going to be a pretty chill day and they should be happy about it. So yeah, anyways, James is assigned to a table of four and the two other people are a little bit irrelevant to the story. However, James is also assigned to a table with the Gen Z kid, right? The Gen Z kid. So anyways, the Gen Z kid, um, immediately as James sits down, it's so freaking obvious that, uh, or it's not obvious. When James sits down, he is greeted with quite the aroma, quite the scent, quite the, uh, just is this the experience forcefully penetrating his nostrils as soon as he sat down james was greeted with one of the most unholy ungodly unchristlike smells of all time yeah so uh james uh, was just like oh my god is there like a ratting is there a rotting animal carcass in the floorboards uh, it, did I sit on someone's, uh, I don't know, defecation? Like, I don't understand what's going on right now. And that's when James is able to locate the smell. And the smell is coming from the Gen Z kid. Yeah. So uh, anyway, since these kids don't really know each other that well, the teacher instructs them to, oh, like tell each other a little bit about yourselves, right? Like just say a few words, like say your name, where you're like, I don't know, all that kind of stuff. So James is like, what's up guys? Like my name's James, like I like to play Fortnite. And the Gen Z kid is like, Fortnite is offensive. And like the whole like table just kind of is like, bruh. It kind of like, they just kind of like look at this kid for one second. And the Gen Z kid is like, Fortnite is offensive because it has guns in the game and there are real people who die from guns. And, uh, you know, James is like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but like, it's just Fortnite, bro. It's really not that serious. And the Gen Z kid is like, don't call me bro. I'm not your bro. And yes, it is actually extremely offensive. And I would like to ask you to never play that devil game ever again. And uh, James is like, okay, um, I also like dogs. And James like looks at the Gen Z kid to see if the Gen Z kid is going to have some extreme like reaction to him liking dogs. But thankfully, it, it's a mutual that it's, it's it, they're a mutual agreement that dogs are just the golden, the golden animals and they are lovely and nothing is wrong with them. Right. So anyways, eventually the teacher starts walking around handing out this assignment and it's kind of like a group assignment. The thing is, the stakes are not that big. 
it's literally just graded for completion. I, you know, there's a big difference between graded for completion and graded for correctness. Graded for correctness will always stress me out, but graded for completion will literally just give me, put the biggest smile on my face. You know what I mean? So this was graded for completion. So it didn't even really matter. And the reason why I'm giving you this context is because basically the teacher, it was like, I don't even know what the project was. It was like a little quick thing, right? And the teacher put a sheet of paper that had instructions down. And so James reads the instructions. He figures out what the project is about. And then after that, what he does is he starts telling the group what he thinks they should do. And immediately the Gen Z kid is like, I don't think you read the instructions correctly. There's no way you did that right. And James is like, bro, I don't know how to break it to you, but I read the instructions right, bro. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm telling you how to do it. So James goes back to telling the people in his group, like, oh, we should do this and then that. And the Gen Z kid is like, I don't think so. I think you read them incorrectly. I can't trust anyone who plays a video game that promotes violence. And he's like, uh, okay. Um, well, first of all, I'm not even going to get into that. But second of all, like, why would I just, like, I just don't see the correlation right now, bro. And the Gen Z kid's like, yeah, I, 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 let me take a look at that. And the Gen Z kid, like, snatches the piece of paper out of this kid's hand and uh, is just, like, reading over it. And, like, James watches as the Gen Z kid's eyes kind of, like, you can kind of tell that the Gen Z kid is realizing that James was actually telling the instructions absolutely correctly and that, I, I don't know, man, like, that the Gen Z kid realizes that they were actually in the wrong. But the Gen Z kid also doesn't want to admit that they're wrong in this situation because that would be embarrassing or something. So the Gen Z kid is like, you messed up the whole thing. This is how we're going to do it. And the Gen Z kid literally just tells the group exactly what James tells the group. And when James tries to articulate that, oh, dude, like, that's literally what I just said, the Gen Z kid is like, no, 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 you said it all backwards and wrong. We would have failed the assignment. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, James kind of realized that this was going to be a really long class period just because of the way the Gen Z kid was acting. And so, sure enough, they started doing whatever project. I really, it, like, it wasn't super serious of a day. I think the teacher just realized that, you know, they were doing fine and that, you know, she kind of wanted to basically give them a fun day off. But what was supposed to be a fun day off was just taken completely super seriously. Like, the fact that the Gen Z kid was mad about, like, oh, my God, he's going he's gonna to give me a bad grade when it's literally graded for completion and accuses him, oh, you're going to be, you're playing video games with violence in them, so you're going to be a, an untrustworthy source. Dude really sounds like a grandmother from 2004 going on Fox News saying that video games cause violence, bro. Like, I don't really know about that one, bro. So, yeah, um, James is not having the most fun at the table ever, but their group eventually does complete the project, and they complete it in the way that James says that they should complete it or was going to tell them until the spoiled kid, not spoiled kid, the, sorry, the Gen Z kid was like, you're doing it wrong, when in fact he was doing it literally how everyone else was doing it. But I guess that's beyond the point at this point. So, yeah, uh, anyways, uh, eventually... They're kind of just sitting around, and the teacher realizes that most of them are done. The teacher must have not planned out the project that well. I think the teacher thought that the project would have taken people more time. So they still had like 20 minutes left. So the teacher says, all right, class, well, since you're still in your groups, and I want you guys to like become friends with these people, what I want you to do is I want you to talk to the other people in your group and just tell them about yourself. And so James is just thinking to himself, all right, well, I really got to be walking on eggshells because 
I guess playing Fortnite is, like, offensive or something, bro. Like, at this point, James feels like if he says, like, literally, oh, I like taking long walks in the park, the Gen Z kids are going to be like, that's offensive to people who can't take long walks and they get short of breath when they take short walks. Like, I'm going to cancel you on Twitter or something like that. I don't even know at this point. But anyways, right, yeah, so <laughs> James is just thinking, okay, how can I talk about myself without getting myself in a whole load of unnecessary trouble. Like, James didn't really super care about what the Gen Z kid was thinking about him. Like, James didn't really care about that, but at the same time, like, James also didn't want to make the next 20 minutes of class more unnecessarily difficult than it already was going to be by the looks of how things were going. So James is kind of just like, okay, um, I like spending time with my dog, I like uh, math. And you could already see the Gen Z kid's eyes light up when he's like, I like math. I'm sure the Gen Z kid was coming together with some kind of nonsense like, well, did you know that not everyone is good at math and for that reason you're canceled or something like that. But I think the Gen Z kid kind of just held their tongue realizing that there are more important things to do, such as cancel people for taking showers, which you'll see in just a second. So eventually it comes around for the Gen Z kid to say their part. And the Gen Z kid is like, hello, my name is Clarence. And, or I don't even know, I am the Gen Z kid. And I actually have a full-time profession. So at this point, James's ears kind of perk up because he's like, oh. Because they were in like, ninth, they were ninth graders, so they were freshmen in high school. So a lot of them didn't have jobs. Not even like, like, it's like over the summer, not even a lot of them had jobs. Like a lot of people, a lot of high schoolers will get jobs over the summer or college kids will get jobs over the summer that are kind of just like, kind of like more or less like temporary jobs or whatever, like working at McDonald's or something. But freshmen in high school don't normally have jobs. It's like five to 10% of them, right? And like, especially during the school year. So like James was actually genuinely interested. So James is like, oh, what's your job? And the Gen Z kid says, my job is really, really hard. In that very moment, like the Gen Z, like, uh, what not, not the Gen Z kid, sorry. Uh, what do we call the subscriber? James was, he was just trying so difficult not to make a that's what she said joke. Bro was literally Michael Scott when his boss came in and said he had to stop making the that's what she said jokes. And the Gen Z kid was literally like Jim trying to egg him on. Yeah, so the, he's like, okay. And the Gen Z kid is like, yeah, my job is really difficult. I spend a lot of day a lot of my time consuming and aggregating extremely important information. And James is like, dude, you just said a whole lot of word salad, but you also said a whole lot of nothing at the same time. I don't think James actually said that verbatim because I feel like that would get him in more trouble than he already was in. But I think he's like, oh, what do you mean by that? Because just saying, I spend all day reading or absorbing news information and disseminating it. Like, what does that even mean, bro? So that's when the Gen Z kid kind of clarifies. So I will spend a lot of my day using uh, consuming information from Twitter.com, and I will retweet the most important information as I am spreading the good word, which takes an insane amount of skill, effort, painstaking hard work, and all of the above. I will not be thanked for my service as it is my duty to my people. And James is like, what? And she's like, or the Gen Z kid's like, 
don't question me, James. And uh, the Gen Z kid's like, or James is like, bro, like, how many followers have we got on this account? Because maybe, I, you know what? Look, retweeting stuff on Twitter is not a job, bro. I'm gonna do, I have to, I, I hate to break it to the Gen Z kids, bro. Retweeting stuff on Twitter is definitely not a job. But maybe if you had like a million followers or 100,000 followers or even like 10,000 followers and people followed you for very specific information and they were looking for your retweets, maybe it would be a little bit more justified to like spend that much time and a whole, or just to spend like to hold it at such like a holy, like I'm doing such a service for the community type way that they were talking about it. But basically, the Gen Z kid then admits that, or not admits, but says, I have 26 dedicated people who follow my account to be regularly updated with the most important information so that they can go and live their lives more accurately and gracefully. And uh, at this point, James kind of just realizes that the Gen Z kid was bragging about having a job, a profession, right? And then when pressed on it, they try and like word around the fact that their job, quote unquote, job. Secret word of the day is job. So if you made it this far into the video, comment job down below and check the pinned comment as there's a link to the Spotify in which you can hear all these stories at podcasts, as well as two other channels that I will be posting on. Please subscribe to them. Thank you. And anyways, right, so uh, basically the Gen Z kid was basically LARPing, pretending to have a job. And when questioned, it was revealed that they actually just sat on Twitter all day retweeting stuff, which definitely explains how they got some of their uh, interesting opinions, such as like, Fortnite is evil and it must be stopped. And anyone who plays Fortnite supports violence. Like, wait, bro, what? Fortnite? The The thing you can get the Mr. Beast skin in? Like, huh? That's, that's, that's like evil, bro. Are you serious right now? But yeah. Um, so everyone else at the table, like the other two people, we're kind of looking at each other and looking at James, like, did this kid actually just try and like pretend to have a real job and then get exposed for just being a Twitter user with 28 followers? Like, dude, it doesn't matter if you only have 28 followers on Twitter, but don't pretend as if you're some extremely important individual. Yes. Yeah. What I do every day is people, thousands and millions of people rely on me. No, dude, you have 28 followers on Twitter and you retweet like some news article you saw. You're not doing anything, bro, especially in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, uh, anyways, uh, eventually the Gen Z kid goes on to be like, well, there's a lot of other things that are very interesting that I believe in. And, like, James was like, okay, bro, are you going to lecture me on why Fortnite is evil again and why it should be canceled for playing Fortnite? Like, what are you going to say next? That Minecraft is offensive to dirt because I mine dirt with my fists? Like, where are we going with this? And the Gen Z kid says, you guys might have noticed that I have a very distinct aroma. And that's when the Gen, like, James remembers, oh, yeah, this kid smells terrible also. And, like, everyone kind of looks at the Gen Z kid because they kind of don't want... Because here's the thing. You don't want to admit the fact that, like, someone smells terrible, but, bro, if someone smells terrible, they smell terrible, dude. It's like, one as a guy, let me just say that from all the girls I know, the one thing that they say is, like, maybe you're not born the most good-looking guy, but if you smell good, you're literally bumped up a few points. But, like, if you're smelling bad, like, you're just, you're playing yourself. Even good-looking guys, if they smell, like, if they have this bad smell, dude, it's just, it's, you're going to be, you're going to have such a harder time. It's literally a cheat code 
wear deodorant, take showers, and maybe find a good cologne. Use it sparingly. Don't go crazy. But yeah, if someone smells bad, you kind of don't want to tell them that. But I guess the Gen Z kid was kind of admitting to it. So the Gen Z kid's like, you guys have probably noticed my unique aroma. And James kind of like nods a little bit, which the Gen Z kid almost looks a little bit offended, like a little bit offended by that, but also keeps going on. It's like, well, you guys need to know something. Showers, it's just not right. And, and James kind of looks at the Gen Z kid. I'm not going to lie and say that James was super shocked in this instance, because remember, James had just been told that Fortnite was offensive because it has weapons of, it has weapons in it. Fortnite must be canceled. Okay, so obviously, and also was just told that retweeting tweets on Twitter with the 22 followers is also a very important job. So it's not as if James was, I don't know, like flabbergasted by this or anything. But uh, James was kind of looking at, like, where are we going with this right now? How are showers offensive, bro? And the Gen Z kid goes in to be like, yes, I am refusing to take showers because some people do not have the luxury to take them. Showers are a luxury good, and it is quite disrespectful to those who can't take them for you to take them. We live in a society. Yes, the Gen Z kid literally used the we live in a society line. Let me just say, if you guys are trying to make a point or you're saying something and you use the phrase, we live in a society, and maybe you go to instinctually tip your fedora, you've gone somewhere wrong, bro. You've gone askew. And just, you gotta like take a few steps back and be like, what am I doing right now? Is this the best course for my life? But anyways, the Gen Z kid is like, we live in a society that if you are smelling poor from not having a, a, a shower, that you will have worse opportunities in life. So I am starting a movement, this is one of my pastime hobbies, of not showering so that we all smell terrible and we all equalize. And like, uh, James is like, what? And this book is like, did you not hear me? And then James, okay, at this point, James is getting a little mad because obviously the Gen Z kid is saying a lot of nonsense right now, bro. But James realizes that the Gen Z kid has actually committed peak hypocrisy. So the Gen Z kid is talking about how we live in a society. We live in a society. Oh my God, you already know you're going wrong if you're saying those words. But basically that we quote unquote live in a society and that, you know, because some people can't shower, no one should shower. But here's the thing, the Gen Z kid had like an expensive MacBook and like a new MacBook and an iPhone and would use that to browse Twitter all day. So at this point, uh, James is like, well, I like, I can see your logic lying a little bit, but trying to like bait the Gen Z kid in a little bit. And it's like, well, by that logic, shouldn't you like get rid of your iPhone and I'm like computer because yeah, I feel like showers are one thing, but I feel like a lot more people have access to showers versus access to like a computer, the internet, an iPhone. I feel like that is a lot more exclusive and a lot more like classist if we're really making this argument. Like, do you think you should like get rid of your computer and iPhone? And the Gen Z kid looks almost offended. The Gen Z kid is like, you don't understand the work that I do. I need access to the internet so I can disseminate information on Twitter. You don't understand how many, how many people rely on me. And James is like, literally says to the Gen Z kid, bro, 
You got 26 followers on Twitter. I need you to take a chill pill right now, bro. And the Gen Z kid's like, James, it would be ridiculous for me to get rid of my computer right now. And like the other kids at the table are starting to like agree with James. They're like, well, you did say you wanted to equalize like a class of society. I feel like um, yeah, out of all the computers, like a Mac, like that's really expensive. Yeah, the Gen Z kid was one of those kids who was like, uh, we live in a society, like we need to like have equality, but also not practicing a single rule that they say. Like I'm all for like trying to figure out like if anything is unfair to fix unfairness, like sure. But, or in like specific situations, like where I'm definitely down to listen. But it's always the Gen Z kids who are like, this is unfair. Like, oh, stop taking showers, guys, while having like a freaking $3 billion MacBook Pro. Like, come on now. So the Gen Z kid, the bell rings. Class is over. The Gen Z kid, kid gets up and says, well, guess what? You three are all canceled because I'm going to cancel you on Twitter. Wait until my followers hear about this. And the Gen Z kid gets up takes their MacBook, takes their iPhone, and walks out. And James turns to the other two and is like, oh no, guys, oh no, the 26 followers, they're gonna cancel us, no. You know those kids that when they're in an argument and they're starting to lose, they'll like bring up, oh, uh, my mom does, or my dad is, or like something like that, or my, my dad works for, or my dad's a lawyer, man, or just imagine those kids, right? Imagine that kid. Multiply them by 100, and you have today's spoiled brat. Enjoy the story. So the subscriber who sent in the story, and by the way, you can send in stories too to my Instagram in the description, be featured on the channel, love to see it. Let's just call this kid Jake, right? Anyways, Jake, good kid. And uh, in, in Jake's class, right, in Jake's class, there was a kid who was uh, kind of the the worst kid ever. I'm just kidding, I'm sure that there's someone worse, but uh, he was the spoiled brat kid that I gave a brief description for in the beginning. Let's call this guy Thomas, right, Thomas. Um, and then just there's another girl in the class, and this girl, her name's Emma. Emma's pretty crucial to the story, but that'll become a little bit more apparent in just a second. Anyways, right, so just a little backstory before we go into what Thomas did, his crazy mental breakdown explosion, uh, calling the, you know, my dad on literally everything, and whatever, right, you'll see in a second. But a little bit of a backstory, right? So Jake, the kid who sent in the story, and this girl Emma, they, they pretty obviously had feelings for each other, like they were always like friends, but it was very clear that like, they were not about to stay friends for long. They were either going to have a massive explosion and never talk to each other ever again, or they were gonna like date, marry, have six kids, send two kids off to college, start a Roth IRA, start mining Bitcoin as all couples do. Y you know, it was gonna be either or. And it was really looking like Jake was gonna ask her out pretty soon. Like everybody in the class knew this. Except Thomas, because, uh, you know, Thomas didn't have a lot of friends, so we'll put it that way. But it was kind of, it was kind of due to him being a, a jerk face. Uh, I, I don't know how else to put it, man. I don't know how else to put it. It, it just is what it is. Anyways, right, so, you know, um, Jake, he's in class one day. And, you know, at this point, he kind of has, like, plans to ask Emma out at some point this week, right? He knows he's gonna do it. And the thing is like, everybody knows he's gonna do it too. Even like Emma is like 98% sure because people who talk to Jake, talk to her, you know, secrets, they don't last long. 
Secrets are no fun unless you share them with me, not anyone else, just me. But anyways, right, so he was kind of thinking about this in the back of his head, so he was kind of having a good time. It was a fun week. Things were looking good. But then, the, you know, this kid Thomas, right? Thomas had a reputation for being that kid who was like, never, no one ever said no, right? He had a lot of, uh, you know, resources and completely abused them, right? He would come in and he would like, if someone had like something new, he would get the new thing plus one or like with more storage or just slightly newer or slightly cooler and while he wouldn't like blatantly like i've talked about kids in the past that have blatantly been like haha my phone is better than yours because it has like it's slightly bigger or has like another camera or something or it's newer thomas would never be that blatant about it but it was very apparent that whenever someone got something that thomas the next day would get something that was just a little bit better that it was 100 percent on purpose like this kid was definitely knew what he's doing so one day when jake was in class and remember he's at this point kind of planning to ask out emma emma knows the whole class knows the teacher knows like i know what this bomb is skin i have no idea who these people are but anyways right they kind of know it, and he's chilling in class one day, and he overhears, you know, Thomas. Thomas is going on one of his little rants. Because while Thomas wasn't always blatant about being a jerk, he was, he could be very arrogant at times, such as like a like couple weeks ago, he was like, guys, I'm not even gonna study for this test, man. I'm literally just, I, I'm just born different. And uh, he, Thomas claimed to get 100 on the test, but, you know, the thing is, one of the classmates did a little bit of an investigation by themselves and figured out that Thomas got a 42, um, which, you know, look, these things happen, right? You try and avoid those. Sometimes tests are hard, but you never go around saying that you got a 100. I mean, maybe you're like, oh, dude, I got a C on that test and you actually, like, failed it. I can, I'm fine with that. Like, whatever, dude. But don't go around saying you got a 100 when you got a 42 or something. I don't know. Anyways, right, so Thomas was going on one of his little rants, and Jake decided to overhear what Thomas's rant was. And it was, uh, it was, it was very kind of like awkward yet pretty funny for Jake because uh, Thomas was talking about how Emma was in love with him. And at first Jake was like, bro, what? And Thomas was talking really loudly to this kid, and he was like, yeah, Emma, she's in love with me, man. She just can't, she, I, I see her all the time. She's looking over at me with these eyes, eyes of desire. And like, that's a quote, by the way. Like sometimes I like, I make up the lines for what these people are saying, cause I didn't get like a 50 page script, but that one was a quote, right? This was a quote, right? Jake told, or you know, the subscriber who we're calling Jake said that like, this kid actually said like eyes, eyes of like desire or something crazy like that. So at this point, Jake is like, LOL, like what? And yeah, you know, Thomas, the kid, the spoiled brat kid, who you will see have a epic meltdown in just a second. Just give me a second, right? This kid then goes on to say that he's going to ask out Emma and that there's a 100% chance that she's going to say yes. And at this point, Jake is like, all right, I'm trying to find the uh, the betting house so I can make a bet on this 100% bet because I, I, I could probably get a pretty good, you know, pretty good reward for that, like probably some pretty good odds or the odds would be terrible if it's really 100%. And I will definitely make some money on this bet. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, right, so Jake was sitting there. He's like, that's funny. Haha. He didn't actually think Thomas was going to go through with it because Thomas in the past had made a lot of like very, very big claims. He's a he's a he he's that he's that kid who always like says things, but never really does them right. He never really ends up like following through with the stuff. But uh, you know, anyways, they get out of class and they're walking down the hallway, and you know, Jake, the subscriber, he sees Emma, and Emma's like, "Oh, hi, hi, Jake, how's it going?" And uh, Jake is like, um, "Emma, can we talk for a second? Because Jake was thinking to himself, he's like, "You know what? 
I think I should just ask her out now. Like, I don't want her to, like, feel, like, to say yes to this kid just because she feels bad and then it's weird. And he said also, like, why am I stringing her on? Like, why am I making this longer than it needs to be? So what he did is he did it really private, nothing really crazy, and he just took her side and he's like, hey, you know, we've been having a really, you know, really good time together. Like, I've really enjoyed spending time with you. And he's like, I feel like we're not really friends right now and I want to make it official. And she was like all smiley and happy, man. You know, I really have to make this part up because I don't have a lot of experience when it comes to, you know what, I'm not even going to go to that, man. One like equals one prayer for, you know, my love life, but whatever, dude. You know, Jake says something really sweet, like, I don't know, your feet are hot, LOL, XD. He says something like really sweet and just something a girl wants to hear, like what I just said. By the way, guys, feel free to use that banger on someone. It will 100% work. I'm as confident that it's gonna work that I am as confident that this kid's not gonna have a complete mental breakdown. And by mental breakdown, I mean Thomas having a complete rage. But anyways, right? But that's a joke. Don't actually use that line. I'm not, I'm not liable if you get rejected or punched in the face. Don't actually use that line, guys. Anyways, right, so, you know, Jake, you know, he asks out Emma. And guess what? Emma said yes. Not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. But anyways, right, so, you know, they're walking out and, you know, good news. You know, you know, Jake just asked out Emma. She said yes. He's having a good time. People are like, you know, Emma goes up to her group of friends and starts telling them, like, ooh. You know, kind of like, you know, it kind of fun, like high school drama stuff like that. Like, oh, yay, congrats, guys, whatever. Um, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Thomas is not aware of this fact. I mean, first of all, she'd never say yes to Thomas because he's kind of a jerk. But Thomas, Thomas, good guy, Tom, actually, not, not, not good guy, but you know, Thomas, right? He's not aware of this. Anyways, right, so you get out to the hall, and uh, Jake is somewhere, like, Jake is kind of near, like, he's, he's in the hallway, because it's, like, in between classes or whatever, or it's, like, during a free, whatever. I don't know exactly the context, but for some reason, a bunch of kids were just, like, chilling somewhere. Maybe it's the hall, maybe it's out of, like, recess, maybe it's a common area. Either way, imagine a place where all these kids are at, and Thomas is there, and he sees Emma, and he's like, hey, Emma, can I talk to you for a second? And here's the thing, right? Emma was totally aware, like, when Jake, like, called her aside, she knew exactly what was happening, because they had been kind of, like, talking for a week like that, you know, like, they, they had kind of been like that for a while. Either way, right, so when Thomas calls Emma aside, she had no idea what to expect. She had never talked to this kid before. Yeah, the whole, like, Thomas telling people that she was, she was in love with him. That, now that just wasn't, that just wasn't true, man. <laughs> that just was not true. Anyways, right, so Thomas, he calls Emma aside, and, but he calls her aside, not really. Like Jake like actually brought her to like a different place. Um, Thomas did this in front of actually everyone. He went up to her and he's like, hey. And she's like, uh, what's up? And, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you've been totally looking at me recently with these like, these eyes. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Will you be my girlfriend? And he just kind of like looks at her with like these eyes. He's like, huh? Will you? What do you say? What do you say? And she's like, she, oh, okay, here's the thing. She wouldn't have said yes anyways, but she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And at this point, his face drops. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm actually, I'm actually just got a relationship with someone. And he's like, who? Yeah, yeah. And Emma's like, yeah, you know, you know, Jake. And he's like, what? 
and, and she's like, yeah, I know Jake just asked me out and we're, you know, we, we just got together like literally today. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I just got into a relationship. Obviously she's using this as a cop out cause she was going to say no anyways. So this is like the nicest way she can say no. But, and, and, and then the, the, the thing is though, Thomas, Thomas doesn't take this well. The way that Thomas perceived this whole thing going down was that no, 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 no. She didn't say no because like he was undateable or because she didn't want to. She said no because she really wanted to. She wanted him, but she simply couldn't because she was stuck in a relationship with Jake. And this made Thomas so mad. And you could see his face get so red and he took his little hand and he like balled it up in a fist and he was like, where is Thomas? I'm really bad at this whole name thing. Of course, Thomas didn't say, where is Thomas? Thomas said, where is Jake? And Jake like just happened to like walk in, like just wherever they were, hallway, room, whatever, or just gathering place. He just happened to like walk in as that was happening. And he looks up and he sees like Emma, his girlfriend of like 25 minutes at this point, right? And then like Thomas, the kid that like he knew that was like, kind of like weird and kind of like out of this, like just lived in a different planet, looking at him with this like face of rage. And Jake was just like, oh boy. Uh, speaking of rage, uh, today's keyword or special or secret phrase or whatever you want to call it is rage. So yeah, if you made it this far into the video, comment rage down below. I'll be hearting as many of those comments as I see. I obviously can't get to them all, but I will do my very best to try and heart as many as I can. So if you want to farm some hearts on the channel, maybe get top commenter. Best shot of that happening is by commenting rage down below. Also, every once in a while, I'll shout out a channel member who leaves a comment on the video. So yeah, on screen, thank you very much. You guys can also become a channel member by hitting the join button, but honestly, you guys don't have to do that. I just appreciate you watching this far. I really do. And also to show you my gratitude, every single person who leaves a like on today's video, just dropping a like on the video will receive nothing. I know you're probably just like, if you're standing up, you fell down. If you're sitting in a seat, you literally collapsed out of your seat. It's a fantastic deal. Leaving a like in the video and you get nothing. I'm gonna leave a like right now. Anyways, right, so where we left off was uh, Thomas just got rejected by Emma, and in, Emma, in, in Thomas's mind, it is Jake's fault. Emma actually is still in love with him, but uh, it, it's all because of Jake. He can't have her because of Jake. He like goes up to Jake and he's like, bro. And, and Jake's like, what's up, dude? He's like, bro, bro, do you wanna fight? <laughs> I love it when people are just like, do, do you wanna fight, man? Like, no, no one wants to fight. No one's gonna box you. You're not KSI and Logan Paul. No one's gonna watch it. Just why, dude? Like, whatever, right, tangent. He's like, do, do you wanna fight, bro? And Jake's like, dude, what? And, and, and then Thomas is like, yo, Emma rejected me because of you. Uh, and Jake's like, dude, she rejected you because you're a jerk. Jake had no filter, right? Uh, like, good kid, but like no filter. He's like, you're always annoying, you're always bragging about stuff, you're always full of it, like, even if she wasn't with me, like, unlucky to you, but even if she wasn't with me, she would have said no. And at this point, Thomas just goes berserk. And he just, like, he just looks at Jake and he's like, you know, you know what my dad does? And at this point, Jake is like, dude, I do not care. And Thomas is like, no, he is a very good lawyer and he's gonna sue you, dude. And Jake is just looking at him, just completely just flabbergasted. Just like, did this kid just say that his dad is actually gonna sue me because my girlfriend 
denied his like his love application what the fuck what like at this point he kind of thought it was a joke but no this he looked at this kid this thomas he could see it in this kid's thomas's eyes right this was no joke this kid was mad and he was like yeah my, my, my dad's gonna sue you man he's gonna sue you you're gonna have nothing left your mom's gonna have nothing left your dad's gonna have nothing left your sister's gonna have nothing left your dog's gonna have nothing left and then you're, you're gonna collapse and die of a heart attack out of pain and sadness and whatever and then your grave is gonna have nothing left he was just going off and off and off and jake is like okay and he and that made thomas so mad he was like this will be the last of it, Jake. And he just like storms off. And at this point, the whole class is just like, what the f- what just, what? And Emma's just like, okay. And, and Jake's like, you know what? Do you want to go on our first date tonight? Do you want to get out of here? It was like close to the end of school anyways. And Emma's like, yeah, I think I will. Subscribe if you haven't already and now go click on another video. There's some on screen. Click. Dude, why have you not clicked? Today we got a story time of probably one of the uh, most uh, cringiest kids ever to ever exist on planet Earth in the entire universe. Uh, I don't want to spoil this too much, so I just want to hop right into it. So leave a like for nothing and let's just get into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who sent us today's story. We're going to call him Liam. And anyways, right, so this all happened one day when Liam was in class. And Liam was sitting kind of towards the back of his class with his friends. Like, you know, uh, he wasn't paying that close of attention. All right, guys, do well in school. That's all I'm going to try and say. But anyways, Liam was kind of dozing off, not really paying attention. When this kind of kid that, like, he didn't know that well, but was kind of known as kind of a little weird, kind of a little strange. But this kid, like, turns to Liam and his friends and says, hey, like... Do you guys have girlfriends? Very kind of a weird thing to lead with, especially if you don't know the guy. I wouldn't be going up to random people saying, hey, do you have a girlfriend? Like, I don't know, man. That sounds kind of weird. But anyways, right, so this kid is just like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And Liam and his friends at the time did not. I mean, hey, man, like, you can't always be winning. Sometimes, you know, you're in the trenches. It happens. But they're all like, uh, no. And they say no kind of with a bit of attitude because, yeah, I mean, that's a weird question to ask. And this kid just looks at them and kind of scoffs. He's like, sucks to be you guys. I couldn't imagine being single like that. And, uh, you know, Liam is like, bro, what are you talking about? And this guy's like, yeah, I probably had the hottest girlfriend ever. And Liam's like, really? Like, what's her name? And he's like, uh, uh Sandra, yeah, she's super hot. And, and, like, at this point, Liam's like, I. Right, Let's see a photo of her then, like what she looked like. And, you know, uh, you know, the, the kid's like, uh, she doesn't go to this school, but she's at my house right now waiting for me. At this point, right, Liam's like, all right, I proof her didn't happen, bro. Like, I need to see some proof. And Liam and his friends were basically saying, we don't believe you, man. Like, we think you're just capping right now. We think that, like, what you're saying is, just no, you're just bragging with nothing to actually brag about. And so this kid, who we're just going to call the cringy kid, right? The cringy kid was like, uh, no. Uh, no, I I'll have you know that my girlfriend is real and she loves me and she's at my house right now. You know what? You know what? And Liam is looking at him. He's like, yeah, what? And, and this kid's like, you know what? Come to my house after school and I'll have you meet, I'll introduce her to you, and I will watch your face, I will watch your expression slowly crumble as you realize that I am entangled with the woman of my dreams in a, like, a beautiful relationship. Remember, they're in sixth grade, so, bro, you're not gonna married. But anyways, he's like, and I will win, I will conquer you, it will be victory. As I said, 
this is a very weird kid. <laughs> like, hey man, if you're like saying, I will conquer you, this will be victory, like to anyone, bro, check yourself. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, right, Liam is like thinking to himself, he's like, all right, I don't actually think I have anything to do after school. I'm just going to tell my mom that, you know, I have a thing that I have to do after school and like that I'll be home an hour later. And he turns to his friends. He's like, hey, are you guys busy? And they're like, I mean, yes, but we're just going to, we're still going to come over. We want to see this girlfriend, right? Because they all believe that like this was some elaborate scheme. And they wanted to figure out like, what actually was this kid cooking up? What was his plan? So Lima's friends turned to the cringy kid and it's like, yeah, man, sure. We'll come to your house after school. And the cringy kid is like, excellent. You shall suffer the consequences. And then goes back to like reading his like comic book anime type thing. And they're just like, all right. Anyway, so skip ahead a little bit. And Liam and his boys are walking over to the cringy kid's house. And the cringy kid is actually greeted at the door by his mom. saying, oh, I'm so excited. You brought friends back, whatever, right? And the cringy kid's like, yeah, these are my guys. And they're kind of looking at each other like, uh, we're not his boys. But they're, they're not going to say anything. They're at least polite enough to at least allow, you know, you know, his mom to continue to believe the illusion that he's not kind of weird, right? Anyways... So, you know, the cringy kid leads him up, and he's like, this is my house, it's pretty cool, and this is my room, embrace yourself, and he, like, turns around quickly when he says, brace yourself, so, you know, Liam and his friends are a little startled by this, because they're like, ah, whoa, whoa, I don't know what's going on, and he's like, my girlfriend is, uh, she just texted me, she is currently in there, and, uh, you're gonna be blown away, dude, you're gonna be blown away, and I just want to say that, uh, I told you so, I just wanted to make sure I put that out there, and Liam's like, all right, okay, and honestly, at this point, Liam and his friends were starting to believe that there actually was a girlfriend in there. A spoiler. I mean, uh, no spoilers. You're going to hear soon enough. But like <laughs> they were actually starting to believe it, man, because like it was kind of, like this kid went through all this effort. Like if he's going to admit like that he was lying, he probably would have admitted it already. But anyways, right. So uh, eventually, you know, the cringy kid goes into his room and they follow and Liam looks around and Liam's kind of confused, dude. Liam's a little bit confused. Because as he's looking around, he doesn't see anyone else in the room. He just sees a lot of posters for, like, different TV shows and stuff like that. And, you know, he sees a computer. He sees a closet. He sees clothes all over the floor. Like, he doesn't see a girl in here. He doesn't see a human at all. Like, the only people in this room is the cringy kid, Liam, and his two other friends. And then all of a sudden, right... Liam is noticing that the cringy kid is talking to someone in the room. So Liam feels like, oh my god, am I like, am I hallucinating? Like, what's going on? Like, why don't I see anyone? And Liam looks in the direction that the cringy kid was talking. And sure enough, right, the cringy kid is talking in the direction of his bed. And what is on his bed? A life's... <laughs> oh my god, dude. When I, little side, when I read this story, I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Anyways, narrator mode back in back in store. Liam turned his head to look at the the look at the direction that the kid was talking. And there was like a massive waifu body pillow, bro. Oh no. And at that moment, Liam and his friends realized that this girlfriend the kid had been talking about was sure enough this pillow. Uh, by the way, comment pillow down below. Yeah, pillow's the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can. Uh, if I don't get to yours, don't take it personally. And also, while you're down there, make sure the notifications are turned on. You won't see my videos otherwise. But anyways, back to the story. So Liam immediately says, bro, is that what you're talking about? And the kid is like, 
Oh, yes, I'm so rude. Liam, meet my princess. And Liam is like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Liam and his friends start laughing. And this kid is not like, he's not in on a joke or anything. This is not some massive joke he's pulling on them. That he's like, oh, I hope you guys thought it was funny. Dude was getting actually pressed. Like, dude was like, who are you laughing at? You better not be laughing at my girlfriend. And, you know, Liam's like, bro, bro, that's a pillow. And the kid's like, she's real. What, what, what? She's real. What do you mean, man? Get, get, get out of my house. And Liam is like laughing. And then he looks at the kid and the kid is like, has like these eyes. You can tell in his eyes, this kid is mad. This kid is pressed. This guy is not having it. He's like, get out of my, and Liam's like, all right, all right okay. We saw your, your girlfriend. <laughs> we saw her. We'll go. Fair enough. So Liam and his friends leave. And as they're walking out of the house, <laughs> the cringy kid's mom's like, bye. This was kind of a short play date, but I'm so excited that my kid's finally having other people over that it doesn't matter. Hope to see you guys soon. <laughs> and they're just like, ha see you soon. <laughs> Anyways, right, the next day in school, they all go to like their math class or whatever, and they notice that, or whatever class they're in, it doesn't really matter. Well, and they notice that the cringy kid is not in class. And, you know, Liam turns to his friends, he's like, yo, do you think he's, like, too embarrassed to come to class? Does he, like, realize that he made kind of a clown out of himself? And his friends are like, dude, I have no idea. And then all of a sudden, they hear on the loudspeaker, Liam, uh, Ben, and John, the, let's just say that those are the names of the two other kids, please come to the principal's office immediately. So Liam, Ben, and John, we'll go with that, right? They all look at each other. And they just, like, they immediately know. They're like, oh, my God, no way. Because they realize that, like, there's a correlation between the cringy kid not being in class, them clowning on him yesterday, and the fact that they all just got called up to the principal's office. It was not a coincidence. So they walk up there, and sure enough, the principal's in her room, and who else is in that room? The cringy kid. And the principal says, all right, all right kids, sit down. Uh, so your friend over here says that you went to his house and berated his girlfriend, calling her ugly, uh, fat, overweight, disgusting, smelly, and that she needed to die. Are, is this true? <laughs> and Liam looks at her and says, no, that is not true. And then Liam goes on to say, actually, this kid said that he had a girlfriend. And he was bragging to us, so we decided to go to his house to see his girlfriend, which he invited us there. And when we got there, you know, we realized that he does not have a girlfriend. He just has a four-foot-tall waifu body pillow. And we said that she wasn't real. He got mad at us, and here we are today. And then, you know, the kid, the cringy kid, instead of sticking to his original story that they, that he, one, actually had a girlfriend, and two, that they came to his house to insult his girlfriend, was like, see, that's even worse. I made up something because I thought you'd be so offended by what actually happened, and they just admitted to it. And the principal is kind of shocked. One, because of the thing that Liam just told her, and two, that the kid, the cringy kid, admitted to lying to her face and then expected her to, like, punish them even harder because of the story they told. And the principal looks up at Liam and says, and, and his friends, and is like, you guys can go back to class now. I have something to deal with. And as Liam and his friends are walking out of the principal's office, they can faintly hear the cringy kid yelling, you're just letting them go. That's an out, that's outrageous. 
Subscribe if you haven't already done so, drop a like in the videos, and then click on one of the four videos you see on screen right now, or just go ahead and watch another one of my videos. Peace. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, today, we got some crazy emo kid stories that I know for a fact you will enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and let's call the first subscriber who submitted this story, Hank. By the way, all these episodes are on Spotify, and they normally come out a couple hours early on Spotify, so make sure to check that out. First link in the description. Anyways, back to the story. So we're going to call the first subscriber who submitted the story, Hank. And anyways, this all happened when Hank was shopping at the mall. So Hank used to always go to the mall to shop with his friends. You know, it was just a fun place to hang out. They didn't really have a lot of other places that they could go uh, in the town that they lived in, so the mall was probably their best bet. And uh, sure enough, one of these days, one of Hank's friends wanted to shop at this place called Hot Topic. If you don't know, Hot Topic's a place where they have a lot of uh, t-shirts and other kind of apparel that is very, uh, I don't know, like fast fashion-y brand-centric. Like it's very much like you, you'll have a lot of different uh, brands or kind of like you'll find a lot of band t-shirts, a lot of kind of like... Okay, so a lot of different stuffs at Hot Topic, but one kind of theme of clothing that you'll see at Hot Topic is uh, emo-style clothing, if that makes sense. So, like, really black clothing, edgy clothing, stuff like that. And just so you know, like, I have nothing against it. If you dress like that, I think it's a cool enough style. I think you're fine if you, even if you identify as, like, oh, I'm, I'm emo in the way I dress or act or whatever. I don't really care. Live your life. However, as long as you don't act, as long as you don't act like the kids in these videos, especially this one, you're chill with me. But anyways, Hank just was like, okay, man, like you want to go to Hot Topic, that's fine. Hank hadn't really been in that much, so he didn't really know what to expect. So Hank was walking into the, you know, the Hot Topic and he was looking around and there's a whole host of people. And Hank's friend was like, all right, man, like I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go to the back of the room. I know what I want. I'm going to go in their skateboard section. You can kind of just wander around here. I'll be out when I'm done. So Hank was totally fine with this. And Hank kind of like was wandering around. And he walked over to one of the t-shirt aisles or one of the t-shirt rack aisles. And that's when he accidentally bumped into this kid. And this kid turns around. And just to paint the picture, this kid has super long black hair. He's got like black mascara on, black lipstick. He's got black painted nails. He's got a spiky collar. He's got like a black band t-shirt. He's got like long black jeans and then those like big black stomper boots. I don't know if you know what I know, like if you know what I mean, but like those big, kind of like those big rubber black boots that are pretty popular right now. And he turns around and he's like, dude, what the heck, bro? And Hank's just like, all right, my fault. Like, I didn't mean to bump into you like that. I was just looking around and wasn't paying attention. And the emo kid's like, dude, you're like, like, shut up, bro. Hank's kind of just looking at him like, uh, like, I, I don't really know what you mean. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, are, are you good? And, and the emo kid's like, bro, like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear that sass from you, bro. Like, I really just don't need to hear that. And uh, Hank's just once again, like, dude, I... I don't know what you're saying. Like, I'm sorry. I'll just go the other way. And Hank kind of turns around to de-escalate because he doesn't feel like, you know, escalating anything. It's just not a good idea to get into fights like that. And that's when the emo kid's like, like, yeah, you would run. You're dressed like one of those jocks anyways. Which, like, Hank kind of turned around because he didn't know what that even means. First of all, I mean, isn't jock a positive thing? Like, I get that there's a bit of a neg like, negative connotation of, like, oh, you're a dumb jock or something. But I would have thought that, like, jock would have meant, like, oh, you're an athlete, which isn't, is, isn't that a good thing? Like, I'm, I'm kind of confused right now. Is that not a good thing, you know? And Hanka, uh, you know, kind of turns back. And he's like, dude, like, what, why? Like, why are you, like, making a problem with me? I don't have a problem with you. 
I like you're kind of the one that's making this into something because Hank really did believe like I'm not I'm not the one doing anything. It's like 100% this guy who's making it something, you know, and, uh, you know, the kids just like, well, you know, like, you're just looking like a dumb jock. Oh, isn't that right, guys? And he turns around and there's two other emo kids and they look very similar to the main emo kid, but they kind of just, you know, they're dressed slightly different, but really, I mean, it's funny how like non, I I saw this on South Park, but it's funny how like nonconformists all dress the same. (laughs) I'm just like. Well, I mean, you are conforming to something, but anyways, right? So the other two kids, the other emo kids are kind of there along too, laughing. And, you know, you know, Hank is starting to like get upset by this because he doesn't really care about like these random kids, what they think, except, you know, he's got three kids standing there pointing at him, laughing in his face when Hank didn't deserve it. Like Hank was, you know, Hank was thinking like, look, if I deserve this, if I was being like an absolute, like, you know, if I was being a jerk to them or I, or for some reason I actually did something, sure, maybe I deserve this. But Hank's just thinking to himself like, dude, I don't deserve this. I was literally just chilling here. I actually bumped into this kid. Like, I'm sorry about that. Like my fault, once again, my fault. But that's when Hank turned the tables on the emo kid. And the thing is, right, the emo kid was wearing a band t-shirt. And the thing about band t-shirts is, you know, it, you don't, okay, you don't necessarily need to know everything about some place that you rep. Like if you wear a t-shirt that's from Starbucks and someone's like, okay, well then name all the flavors of like ca- cappuccino you can get. It doesn't have to be like that. But the thing is, a lot of people wear band t-shirts because the band t-shirts look sick and uh, they don't know any of the songs from the band, which, you know, I guess is fine. But, like, at the end of the day, a lot of people will kind of pretend to know it and not actually know it. So, you know, Hank was like, well, screw it, bro. He's like, all right, buddy. And he looks at the main emo kid, and the main emo kid looks at him back. And he's like, all right, buddy, name me three songs from that band. And he points to the emo kid's T-shirt. And I don't know, maybe it was, like, Nirvana or something. Like, one of those kind of, like, T-shirts or whatever, which... uh, And the emo kid looks at him and he has this kind of look of shock this look of oh my god like you caught me kind of the look of like man got caught in a trap right here type of look and the emo kid's kind of like um um how about you name me three songs from this band bro and he turned and the emo kid turns to look back at his emo kids friends as kind of like oh what's their reaction to that sick burn and they kind of just look at him blankly I think the emo kid was kind of expecting he would turn around, he'd look back to his friends, and he'd be like, oh yeah, wasn't, wasn't that a crazy burn? I totally got them. But his friends look back at him kind of just like, ah, dude, like, I don't know how to break it to you, but you didn't get him. So the emo kid turns back around, he's like, oh, I don't need to tell, like, I don't need to do anything you say, bro. I'm not going to conform to your standards. And then the two emo kids were like, yeah, that's right on, bro. You're so right. And they like dap him up. And Hank at this point is he's just so done. He's just like, bro, because he realizes like Hank's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with these kids. These kids are obviously a lost cause. This is not worth my time. So Hank gets up. He turns around and he's kind of says like, whatever, man, like go live your life. Hank turns around, starts to walk away, and that's when he feels a tug on his pants. And he turns around, and he sees the emo kid failing to pull down his pants. So basically, the emo kid 
he couldn't like you know wanted to like he couldn't let Hank just leave by himself like he couldn't let him just do that he so when Hank turned around and started to walk away the emo kid like went to jump and try and pull down his pants to like pants him to embarrass him to like impress his emo kid friends and be like oh my god I totally owned him dude so at this point like Hank is like dude stop pulling down my pants bro and the emo kid's like, oh, sorry, I just slipped. And he's like, uh. and his emo kid friends laugh along as well. At this point, Hank's getting really annoying. He's like, sorry, bro. Like, I'm not into you like that. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're trying to pull down my pants. So you're not, you're telling me you're not trying to get a peek. And, and the emo kid's like, dude, it's not like that. I was trying to pants you. And, and, and Hank's like, yeah, you wanted to pants me so you could see my, my bare bottom. Did you really want to see my bare bottom that bad? And at this point, the, em, the other two emo kids start laughing a little bit. And the emo, the main emo kid turns around and he's like, stop laughing, it's not funny. He turns back around, he's like, dude, you don't know what you just did. And the emo kid walks up to the, uh, walks up to Hank with his chest puffed out. He's like, bro, you literally don't know what you just did. You don't know who you're messing with. Okay, I don't know if he started to tear up or anything, but the, at the exact same time, the mall cop that happened to be like going around the mall to make sure that nothing's like happening looks into the hot topic and sees basically this kid walk up to this other kid with his chest puffed out. So the mall cop outside kind of slows down walking and looks inside. And sure enough, right, you know, Hank is like, hey, look, I'm not looking for any trouble. And the emo kid's like, yeah, that's what I thought. You're freaking scared, bro. Don't tell me otherwise. You're freaking scared. And at this point, Hank's like, dude, I'm not scared. It's not like that. I just, like, I just don't want any trouble. Like, you're not worth my time. And he's like, I am worth your time. I'm worth all of your time plus some because I'm worth more than you, dude. You don't know who you're messing with. At this point, right, the emo kids was really kind of just showing his true colors and being like, I mean, kid's insecure. That's fair enough. He's trying to act all tough in front of his friends. So once again, Hank's like, you know, he turns around and he's like, all right, man. He's like, dude, I'm just not doing this. Once again, have a good life. Hank turns around, and as Hank's turning around, the emo kid is like, in his head, he's like, I can't let this slide. So the emo kid literally raises up his hand and swings on Hank. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, go ahead and comment emo down below. I just want to see how many people made it to the, made it to the end of this video, as I do appreciate you guys. Best way to support the channel as always, is just watch a bunch of the videos. The more watch time you give to the channel, the more we get promoted in the algorithm, and I really, really do appreciate it. Let me know in the comments section what you do while watching my videos. I genuinely want to know. Just so you know, all these episodes are on Spotify. It's in the description, the first link. Please rate us five stars when you have a chance. If you want to submit these stories, and please do, because you know that's how I make these videos, go to my Instagram or Twitter. They're both in the, in the description, but they're also at Connor Pugs. I got a Discord server, link in the description, code Connor Pugs for 10% off gamer subs. Let's get back to the story. So Hank, remember, he turns around and Hank's like, dude, I'm not going to deal with you like that. It's not worth my time. So Hank turns around and the emo kid, who's like, I can't, I can't let Hank like one up me. Like, I can't let this random kid like, you know, kind of like alpha me in front of my emo kid friends or whatever. So Hank turns, so as Hank turns around, the emo kid swings on him, takes his fist, the thing is, though, the emo kid's not like a, a trained, uh, I don't know, fighter or boxer or something. So obviously the emo kid doesn't make contact with Hank. Instead of making contact with Hank, the emo kid nearly misses Hank 
and his like right hook goes right through a rack of clothes. The emo kid was also emo kid was really putting his full force into this too. Because once the emo kid misses and whiffs on Hank, the emo kid flies forward into the rack of clothes. So he basically like pushes himself into a rack of clothes, fails to swing on him. The mall cop, however, did see the emo kid try and swing on Hank, so he walks in there. Hank turns around, and he sees the emo kid on the floor in a pile of clothes, and he's just so confused on what happened. And then, the, you know, uh, Hank turns around the other way to see a mall cop standing in front of him. So Hank's really confused at this moment. He's like, okay, one second ago, the, I turned away from the emo kid. And a second later, the emo kid is sitting, like, face first in a pile of clothes. And a mall cop is standing above me. Like, this literally makes no sense. And sure enough, you know, the mall cop's like, hey, now hold up, everyone. I got to talk to you guys. And the two emo kids, like, from the back, like, they, they get scared and they literally run off. They disappear into the rest of the story. He's like, hey, you get, get back here. But also the mall cop didn't really care that much because the, the two people that he really wanted to talk to were both Hank and the emo kid who swung on him. So the emo kid gets up. He's, like, kind of panting a little bit. He's like, <sighs> and the mall cop's like, hey, like, hey, I saw you swing on this kid. I know you didn't make contact but you did try and swing on this kid is 100%. Like, I, I, what's going on here? The emo kid's like, dude, I was just defending myself. And at this point, you know, Hank's like, that's not the case. Like, this like this kid and I were kind of talking back and forth. He tried to pull down my pants. I made fun of him for doing that. I turned around. And he tried to swing on me. At this point, right, you know, the mall cop kind of witnessed the last, the last 60% of this altercation. So he knows for a fact that he saw the emo kid try and pull down the pants and then have an argument. So the emo kid says, well, after I pulled down his pants, uh, this kid tried to swing on me and I just defended myself. And the thing is, right, that was a mistake for the emo kid because the mall cop had been watching the whole thing. So the mall cop knew for a fact that that wasn't the case of what happened. So he went, so the mall cop goes on to say like, dude, I know for a fact that's not what happened. I saw you guys kind of like bickering in the store and I wanted to make sure that we had no like nonsense going on. Obviously some nonsense did go on and I, you know, I watched the whole thing. I saw you pull down, try and pull down this kid's pants. He did not swing on you. I don't know what he said to you that offended you or anything, but it's very clearly that, you know, you're the aggressor here and like, you know, I, I can't have that. So he's like, hey, I'm gonna need you to come with me. And the emo kid's like, all right, like, all right, buddy, go ahead with him. And the emo kid is like looking at Hank and kind of giving him this look of like, come on, bud, like, go, go ahead. He's asking for you. When in truth, that, you know, the mall cop is not asking for Hank. The mall cop is asking for the emo kid. So the mall cop's like, sorry, man, you must be mistaken. I'm not asking for this guy over here pointing to Hank. He's like, I'm asking for you. And he points at the emo kid. And the emo kid is so absolutely stunned by this revelation. He's like, at this point, the emo kid is practically speechless. The emo kid is standing there is just like, you must have some kind of, you must have some kind of mistake or something. Like, you can't be talking about me. That's insane. Like, there, there's no way. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Hanks is looking at the emo kid with this bit of a smirk. And the mall, the mall cop is kind of like, come on, bud. Like, we don't want to have any trouble here. Make this nice and easy for all of us. And just come along with me. And, you know, at this point, the emo kid is looking at Hank and kind of just giving him this look of, like, this isn't over, buddy. This isn't over. And Hank is kind of just like, wow, this, like, a lot just went down the last five minutes, you know? Because this was, like, no longer than, like, ten minutes of an altercation. And as soon as the mall cop basically drags the emo kid away, 
his friend comes rushing up to him and he's like, dude, dude, like I just checked out the thing I was getting. And in his hand, he had this like skateboard thing or whatever. He's like, dude, I just saw like a mall cop over here. I saw some kid getting dragged out of the store. Did you happen to see what happened? And Hank just looks at his friend and is like, did I happen to see what happened? He's like, buddy, I lived what happened. Okay, so the, we're going to call the subscriber for the next story, Bobby. I got a little uh, King the Hill theme going on with these names because I got Bobby and Hank. If you know, you know, and you're cool. Anyway, so Bobby was like hanging out at home one day and one of his friends hits him up. And, you know, Bobby, you know, doesn't see this friend this often because they happen to be going to two different schools, even though they live relatively in the same area. They're both in high school and they're both seniors in high school. So Bobby's friend, who we're going to call Ben, actually happens to have a car at this point. And, you know, Bobby's friend Ben hits up Bobby one day and Bobby's just chilling at home and he gets a text from Ben saying, hey, do you want to like hang out today? And Bobby is feeling kind of lazy. So he's like, ah, maybe like, what, what do you want to do? His friend's like, dude, I want to go to the skate park. And Bobby in his head, he's like, I don't know if I want to go, like, this is, I, I don't know, I don't know, man, I really don't know, and Bobby should have stayed home that day, based on what was about to go down, but he didn't, because he wanted to see his friend Ben, and he was like, wait, what else am I going to do today, watch Netflix, I know by, I know for a fact, by the end of the day, if I'm just sitting here watching Netflix, I'm not going to be a happy camper, so sure enough, Bobby texts him back, he's like, yeah, man, like, I don't got a ride, but if you can pick me up 100%, so sure enough, this friend, you know, I don't know, an hour later, pulls up to Bobby's house and says, hey, man, get in. And, you know, Bobby shows up to the, you know, the window. He's like, hey, what's up, Ben? I haven't seen you in forever. I don't got, just so you know, I don't have a skateboard, just so you're aware. And Ben's like, dude, I got two in the back. Don't worry about that. I got you. So sure enough, you know, Ben hops into the car with Bobby. And, you know, they, they drive, or Bobby hops into the car with Ben. They drive over to the skate park, which is like 15 minutes away from where Bobby lives. And they get out, and, you know, Bobby used to skate a little bit back in the day with his friend. It's been a while, so he's not going to do any tricks or anything like that. But he's just getting along, and he's getting on the board. He's kind of riding around a bit, just getting a little bit of exercise. And mostly he's out there just to hang out with Ben because he hasn't seen Ben in a second, and they used to be really tight. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just chilling at the skate park. They're having a good time. They're kind of just living their life. And that's when a group, a group, a very specific-looking group, uh, of, of these emo kids. They pop out of nowhere, basically. And they just appear at the end of the skate park. So this skate park is pretty big. It's not like a massive one. It's not like a, where you'd have a professional skater event or something. But it's a pretty big skate park. Like, the city definitely puts them, like, a good amount of bread into making this. So sure enough, you know, they, they're looking over and they see this group of kids. And this group of kids has, like, a ringleader that's, like, standing in front of the other two. And he's kind of dressed like the other, they're all dressed like kind of like the other emo kids in the last story time. So I'm not going to go ahead and describe them. They're dressed a little bit differently, but it's all kind of the same, if you know what I mean. So the sure enough, you know, the kids are just standing at the end of the park. And it's really awkward because like Bobby goes over to Ben. He's like, dude, like, see those kids? And Ben's like, yeah, I've just been staring at them. And Ben's like, dude, they've just been looking at us for like the last thing checks his watch. He's like, Dude, they've just been looking at us for, like, the last, the last like, two minutes, bro. That's really freaking weird. And, you know, Bobby's like, yeah, man, like, this is kind of weird. I don't totally know, like, what's the deal with all this. Like, do you know what's up with them? And Ben's like, dude, I don't go to this skate park. Like, this is your skate park. And Bobby's like, yeah, I don't really skate anymore, so I don't know. Maybe this is, like, a place they normally go to. Either way, this is kind of weird. Let's just stay on this side, and hopefully they'll stay on their side. And if they come over, you know, hopefully they're cool. Spoiler, they're not cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the farthest thing from cool. 
But anyways, you know, Bobby and you know, Bobby and Ben try and ignore these kids as these kids literally they the thing is these kids they're not they don't even have skates with they don't even have like a skateboard with them. And you don't need to have a skateboard to hang out at a skate park. You know, a park is a park and it's a cool place to just hang out with some friends. That's 100% true. However, I will say it is a little weird to like show up in a group of kids or a group of like a bunch of people stand there and watch other people without saying anything to each other, without doing anything like that. I will say that itself is pretty weird. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just kind of standing there like, dude, this is really freaking weird. What's going on? And that's when they look over and sure enough, they see the emo kids start to walk closer to them. Like the emo kids were just standing there for a good solid, I would say 10 minutes. And that's when the emo kids start to walk over to Bobby and Ben. And at this point, you know, Ben turns over. He's like, dude, what is up with your neighborhood, bro? Like, why do you always get the weirdos? And Bobby's like, dude, it's not my fault. I don't go here this often. I don't know. And that's when the group of emo kids shows up. And there's like very clearly like, this is going to sound weird, but like an alpha one. Like, okay. I'm not trying to use, like, weird, like, alpha male terms or whatever. Oh, Connor, which one's the sigma male? Shut up if you say that in the, if you say that in the comment section, unironically, dude. Actually, shut up. But anyways, sure enough, you know, the, the kind of, like, the alpha, the pack, whatever that even means in emo pack words, is like, hey, you two, I need a word with you. And Bobby and Ben kind of just look at each other just like, oh, my God, like, what's going on here? It's just kind of strange. You know, Bobby, Ben kind of like whispers over to Bobby like, dude, we are never going back to your park ever again. And Bobby kind of just gives him this look of like, dude, I can't control this. So sure enough, the emo kid, let's just call him the alpha emo kid. <laughs> no, I can't say that for much longer. The, uh, the, the, the main emo kid, King the Pack or whatever, walks up to them. He's like, bro, do you not, under do you not know? And Bobby and uh, Ben kind of look at each other and, you know, Bobby speaks up and says, no, no, like knows what, like no what. The emo kid laughs. He's like, oh, you don't know then. This is our turf, dude. And uh, Bobby and Ben kind of look at each other and Ben speaks up like, turf? Emo kid's like, yeah, man, you don't understand. This is our turf. And Bobby just means like, what was that even mean? And they're like, you, dude, you don't want to mess with us. And one of them like legitimately, legitimately pulls out like a wand. Not, not like a knife or something, not like actually trying to be intimidating. Like this isn't like, oh, they think they're like actually in a gang or something. This is their turf. They pull out a wand, like a freaking Harry Potter magic wand. And, you know, the main emo kid's like, bro, my boy over here knows magic. You don't want to mess with him, dude. And uh, so Bobby and Ben kind of look at these kids and, you know, Ben speaks up. Ben's a little bit more brash. Ben's a little bit more, you know, I don't know, uh, Conf confident is maybe the wrong word, but I'm going to use that word. Then uh, Bob confrontational. That's right. He's a Ben's a bit more confrontational than Bobby is. So Bobby would have been fine literally just going somewhere else. It's not like there's not a lot of other places. I mean, there's not a lot of other places they could go, but it's not like Bobby's a big skater in the first place. He just wanted to hang out with Ben. And Ben literally goes up. He's like, dude, what are you going to do with that little magic wand? You're going to wave it around, put a spell on me. It's this freaking Harry Potter, dude. We don't care. You guys don't have turf. That's ridiculous. Like, look, we're not taking up the whole park. This park's massive. You guys chill over there. We'll do our thing over here. We like, there won't be any trouble. And the emo kid's like, dude, there's going to be trouble if you guys don't leave or at least pay respects. And, you know, Ben at this point's like, the frick you mean pay respects? Like, what is that? Like, what do you even mean by that? 
And at this point, Bobby's starting to realize that Ben is kind of finding this amusing more than concerning. Bobby's more concerned by this just because they outnumber them like four to two. And these emo kids definitely like aren't hitting the gym every day. But at the same time, like four to two, it doesn't matter like how big you are. Like you're not taking them one on one. So like Bobby didn't want anything like that. Even if it's that emo kid smoke, he didn't want it in the first place. So sure enough, Bobby kind of looks at Ben and kind of gives him a look of like, hey, like, come on now. And, and Ben is like, no, I'm going with this. And Ben's like, all right, man, you know what? Put a spell on us, bro. Like, if you honestly, like, you know what? We're going to take the punishment. Put a spell on us. And the main emo kid looks at them and is like, dude, you don't want our smoke like that. You don't want us to, like, drop a spell on you like that, bro. You don't know our power. You don't totally get it. And Bobby is just looking at them. And Bobby's, like, kind of, like, completely freaked out at this point. Not that they're going to actually put a spell on him and, you know, I don't know, curse him or something. Bobby's just so freaked out by everything going on that he just doesn't want anything to do with it. So Bobby is like, uh, I don't know, man. How about we just, like, we stay here and you go over there. And the emo kid's like, I'm not talking to you, little boy. Which, like, Bobby was, like, so taken aback by this. that the <laughs> And Ben was like, you don't call my friend that. Come on, if you're such a big guy, little boy. And the, at this point, Ben says little boy back to them. If you're not such a big guy, little boy, put a spell on us. And he points to the guy in the back. And there's like a little emo kid in the back with like a little magic wand or something. The main emo kid says, you know what? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I don't want you guys to be seriously hurt. So I'm going to give you one more chance to, f to leave the premises or my friend will put a spell on you and want, you will be cursed so badly that you will not make it out of this park alive. We have magical powers that you simply don't understand. And Ben is looking at them. And, and Bobby is looking at them. And the emo kids are looking back. At this point, it's a classic, it's, a, it's one of those classic Texas standoffs. Like who's going to shoot first, but instead of shooting, it's uh, either staying there or shooting your magic spells through your wand or whatever. And, you know, Ben was like, all right, no, we're staying here. Put a spell on us. Do it. And the emo kid is like, fine, you've sealed your fate. And all of them walk away. At this point, you know, Bobby and Ben look at each other. Bobby's like, dude, those kids are weird. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Ben is like, really is your neighborhood spawning out the most NPCs in the world, dude? Like, this is crazy. And, the, you know, Bobby and Ben were probably going to go back and forth a little bit about how weird these kids were, but they were unfortunately interrupted by chanting. So they look over and they see the emo kids like holding hands, chanting, like kind of like going in a circle, like kind of like moving in a circle, holding hands, chanting like demonic tongues. At this point, Bobby's like, bro, I'm kind of freaked out. And Ben's like, dude, this is a comedy routine. Please, like, chill out. At this point, they do, like, the chanting gets louder and louder. And it's kind of weird. Like, it's really strange. It's like they definitely have been rehearsing this. And Bobby is going to – Bobby admits to me that for a split second, he was thinking, like, dude, what, these kids actually have magic powers. Spoiler, they don't. <laughs> They're just weird, right? And by the end of the chant, you know, one of the kids comes over. The main one grabs the wand, starts swinging it around, and starts walking over to them. He's like, like, one last chance, boys. I'm giving you one last chance to literally survive. This is, I'm giving you one more chance unless you want to, like, if you want to leave here and see your parents again. And Bobby was just in his head like, dude, this kid's legitly weird. And Ben says, 
you know, bring it on, dude. I want to see the worst you have. And Bobby was like, you know, he admits, you know, he was a little bit concerned just because, I don't know, just like the confidence these emo kids had was kind of startling. And the main emo kid's like, fine. Takes up his wand. He starts like saying a bunch of like random gibberish and waving his wand in a circular motion, pointing it at Bobby, right? Or at Ben, not Bobby. And Ben, you know, kind of looks at Bobby and gives him a wink. And Bobby knows that, but you know, Ben's about to be up to some mischief. And the kid is like, or does like what is very clearly like the final motion. And Ben literally like opens his eyes super wide, clutches his heart and drops to the ground and doesn't move. Bobby is like a little bit freaked out, but he also remembers that Ben just like gave him a big wink. And you hear all the emo kids, like, some of them are in the back, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, it actually worked. The spell actually worked. And the main emo kid has this look on his face, like, the most scared look you've ever seen. The main emo kid was terrified because for, like, a couple, like, for a good 30 seconds, the main emo kid actually thought that he just killed this kid from his, like, magic spell or whatever. So sure enough, you know, the emo kid, like, drops his wand, rushes up to Ben and is like, no, no. The spell, it was too powerful. I should have held back. And Bobby's just looking at him. And the emo kids, the other ones, are standing, like, talking to each other. And they're, like, frantically talking to each other. They are really concerned about this. They're like, dude, do we call the cops? Do we bury the body? Like, what do we do? Like, what if our parents find out? All this kind of nonsense, right? And that's when you hear giggling. It started as giggling. But then it just evolved into laughter. And that's when Ben flips over and is this, you can see that he's just been laughing. He couldn't hold it in any longer. And he gets up, he's like, oh my God. Oh my God, you fell for it. This is the funniest thing ever. He's like, guys, you're not wizards. You're just weird. Go to, look, go to that side of the park. We're going to be here and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when I think the emo kids kind of realize that, you know, they weren't going to scare them out of there, and they definitely were not going to fight them out of there either. So sure enough, the emo kids are, they don't even say anything. These kids have, or they're kind of, I guess they're kind of done with trying to scare, like, Bobby and Ben out of there. So they pick up their stuff, they get up, and they leave. And Bobby and Ben, you know, they, they go back to doing their whatever they were doing before. But it really was just never the same after that, because, like, for the rest of the day... Bobby, like, Ben would just continuously make emo kid jokes, and Bobby would laugh and make them back. So, in fact, the rest of the day was better than ever before. And this happened a long time ago. Like, this happened, like, four or five years ago. And Bobby and Ben actually can't, like, reunited a couple years, like, about a year ago. And literally, like, the only, like, the only thing they did during their, like, when they reunited was retold this story and, like, made jokes about it the entire time. And uh, yeah, this is probably, if you want to continue supporting the channel, please click watch on the video, video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? Today we have a story of one of the cringiest emo kids of all time. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're calling today's subscriber who submitted the story, Brent. So this all happened when Brent was at soccer camp. And so Brent went to the soccer camp every single year. And it just happened that this year he encountered the emo kid at soccer camp. So anyways, this was just another summer of Brent going to soccer camp. His mom dropped him off, and once again, he was pretty excited to go. Unfortunately, some of the friends he made from the year before, they didn't show up this time, so he kind of like was kind of very proactive about finding people, you know, meeting new people, and trying to make some new friends. So anyways, in the very beginning of soccer camp, they had kind of a get-to-know-other-people type deal, 
And all of a sudden, right, Brent sees this girl, and she was at kind of like the girls' soccer camp. So it was kind of split up like boys' soccer camp and girls' soccer camp. However, it was all under the same umbrella of like the soccer camp program. So they would eat lunch together, do non-soccer activities, but like the morning soccer practices were kind of split up by gender like that. And so anyways, right, right away, Brent saw this girl, Emily, and he immediately kind of fell in love with her. Not actually, but was like, OMG, lol, she's cute. I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and hit. No, I'm just kidding. He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's gone to soccer camp. He's not trying to hit, bro. (laughs) That's crazy. But anyways, right, so she's going to be an important character later on. But for the meantime, we don't need to think about her because someone much more important comes into the picture. So while Brent is thinking about like, oh my God, look at that girl over there. I got to start talking to her. That's crazy. He accidentally bumps into this guy and he look, turns around. This guy is like, I don't know, a little bit bigger than him, a little bit heavier than him, just like kind of a bigger guy. And he's got this like long black hair that's swooshed over. He's like, he's wearing like the standard soccer cleats, but otherwise it's like this black band heavy metal t-shirt. He's got like black painted nails. He's got like a spiky wristband on or whatever. And he turns around. He's like, yo, why did you, what did you bump into me, bro? And Brent's like, oh, my fault. Like, didn't mean to do that. And he's like, you think that I'm, you don't think that I'm an alpha? Is that what you think? Brent's like, what? He's like, I'm an alpha male, just in case you weren't aware, which I, I know that you subconsciously were because, you know, all betas instantly know when there's an alpha present. And uh, Andrew's, or Brent's, sorry, Andrew was the guy from like seven stories ago. Brent was like, uh, what? He's like, bro, do you not know what beta males and alpha males are? Well, basically, beta males are like you and lame, and alpha males are strong, powerful, and dominant in the pack. And with that, like, the emo kids does a big, like, swipe of his big, long black hair. So, like, his bangs would no longer cover his eyes. It immediately fell back in front of his face. He's like, yeah, just so you know, kid, get out of my way. And the emo kid, like, shuffles away. And this was Brent's first interaction with the emo kid. So he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's cool, man. Like, okay. See you around, buddy. Bye-bye. So anyways, let's uh, flip, fast forward a little bit. After soccer practice in the morning, Brent was actually one of the better kids there. He was pretty good at soccer. They had lunch, and in the afternoon, they had activities such as like this, like, I don't know, like tag, capture the flag, all kind of like random camp activities. And today was capture the flag, and Brent happened to be on the same team as Emily. So immediately he goes over there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, my name is Brent. Emily's like, hey, like, my name's Emily. Nice to meet you. And Brent and Emily immediately hit it off. They're having a good time. They're talking with each other. They're enjoying each other's company. You simply love to see it. And, like, from very far away, Brent catches the, e- catches the eye of the emo kid who's on the other team and is just staring him down for some reason. Brent doesn't really think much of it, and then, like, you know, he goes back to talking to Emily. So they're playing capture the flag right now, and Brent, you know, runs over to the other side, gets the flag, right, and starts running back to his side. If you don't know capture the flag, there's, like, this little penny on both sides or, like, a little piece of cloth or something, and while you're on the opponent's side, if they tag you, you're in, you're in jail, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to run over there, grab their flag, and run back to your side without being tagged. However, there was a stipulation that it had to be a tag. This isn't tackling. You can't push someone. You can't, like, punch them or anything. You, all, you have to tag them if they're on your side. So, you know, Sam, oh, 
Brent is running over there. Sorry, I have a list of names in front of me and from other stories. Brent is running over there. He grabs the enemy team's flag and is running back to his side. And he's really close when he just like immediately slams into the ground. And that's when he realizes that there's a big guy on top of him. And that's when he realizes that the emo kid tackled him. So the emo kid's like, nice try, buddy. Next time, try not to fight the alpha males. <laughs> and then camp counselor comes over and says, hey, hey, we said no tackling. You, you're on the sidelines, points to the emo kid, you know. He's disqualified or whatever as to sit on the sidelines. Ooh, so alpha, man. But anyways, right, so the pennies returned, but also Brent isn't in, like, jail. He goes back to the other side, and the emo kid has to sit out for the rest of Capture the Flag. And Brent continues to talk to Emily, and the entire time, the emo kid is just, like, looking over, and he's, like, all angrily staring at Brent. So Brent is now his official enemy. Brent kind of just assumed that they were enemies because of when he bumped into him and also when he got him disqualified, which, did Brent really get him disqualified or was it because he's an idiot and jumped on him? That's why he got disqualified? Who knows, man? But there was another reason why the emo kid hated Brent. There was another reason that Brent did not realize at the moment, but was very, very, very potent. And it's going to be very, very important for later on in the story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a hint. It starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Did you guys get it? Starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Emily, I'm just going to tell you, yeah, it is Emily, the girl, so emo kid likes her. Anyways, so Brent and Emily talk for the rest of that Capture the Flag game. The entire time, the emo kid is staring Brent down. Brent just simply assumes, well, this kid hates me for that reason only. But let me just say that the next week of soccer camp was the craziest week that Brent has ever had. So anyways, right, his mom picks him up. He goes back home. His mom's like, hey, how was the first day? And Brent says, oh, I met this really weird kid who tackled me. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, actually, I have barely any scrapes on me even. But he seems to not like me, so I'll keep you updated on that. So Brent is dropped off the next day, and he walks over there. And that's when the emo kid, you know, is just staring him down. And, you know, Brent is kind of walking over because there's a little bit of like a 5, 10, 15 minute period where the kids are just standing around talking with each other, waiting for them all to be dropped off. And then the kind of the soccer camp officials or camp counselors would then split them up into groups, do soccer drills, play games, whatever, standard kind of affair. And he's just kind of waiting around. And that's when the emo kid comes up to him and says, so you're challenging my authority as the effa man. And uh, Brent is kind of just like, what? He's like, I'll say it again, <clears throat> just in case your little beta ears couldn't hear me. So you're challenging my authority that I, that I am the alpha male of the pack. Uh, if we were wolves, which we kind of are, and Brent was like, what? If we were wolves, as we kind of are, as I said, I would be the alpha male, alpha wolf, and you would be the beta wolf, and I would be banging your wife while you watch little cuck beta wolf, wolf. And Brent is looking at this kid, and this kid is like, like, no offense, but this kid is like the opposite of what a stereotypical alpha male would look like, right? One of those red pit alpha males, it just looks the complete opposite of that. But anyways, Brent's not going to get into like a, you know, a, 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 a he's not going to like, he's not going to rebuttal this kid. Because like, what is there to rebuttal? Everything, man? Like, th this kid has no argument. But anyways, Brent's like, okay. And the emo kid's like... <laughs> Well, you say okay, but remember yesterday when you got me kicked out of the game, which you obviously tipped off the ref, 
And Brent's like, bro, you tackled me. It's very clearly stated in the rule books that you're not allowed to tackle anyone. How is this on me? He's like, dude, it was so clearly on you because the ref understood that I was the alpha male and I was simply asserting my dominance, bro. And, you know, uh, Brent's just like, dude, the, the, the frick are you talking about, dude? Like, I, I, I paid him off with what? The $5 allowance I get a week with what? My, my used smelly, stinky socks? What, what do I have? And he's like, I don't know, man. May, I, I don't know. Maybe you took his daughter on a date because his daughter's so ugly she'd never get a date. Oh. And Brent's like, was, was that a diss? Like, th- does he even have a daughter? He's like 20, bro. What? And the emo kid's like, anyways, I just wanted to let you know that I'm the F man. You're the beta man. I will do your wife when you have one. And scene. And the emo kid walks away. And Brent at this point is like, <laughs> what? Why? 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 Why is this my life? Anyway, so skip forward to the, the soccer practice. They're put into groups, and the emo kid was in group B earlier, so they basically split them up into group A and group B. So the group A is the better players, and group B is the crap, pl- I'm just kidding, the players who are newer to soccer. And the emo kid apparently was on the, like, was on the cusp of uh, group A, it was, on, it was at the very top of group B, and because his performance was good enough, he was actually moved up to group A. So now... Brent, instead of having a morning to himself to focus on soccer, now had to deal with the emo kid being, you know, thrown into the mix here. So anyways, they're doing some drills with a soccer ball, and they're kind of like kicking them around cones. You had to kind of keep control of the ball while you were running. And the emo kid, like they started, they said, okay, line up into three groups. And the emo kid immediately ran behind Brent. And Brent kind of looks behind him. He's like, what? And the emo kid said, nothing, Brent. Just letting you know that I'm the alpha man here. And Brent's like, okay, fine. Let's just do the drill. So the, the ref blows the whistle. Brent starts kicking the ball and moving with it. And the emo kid immediately runs up behind him and trips him. He's like, oh, sorry. And the ref's like, hey. And the emo kid's like, it was an accident, I swear. And the ref's like, all right, be careful. And Brent started to get really angry because, like, you know, if you, if you got an injury in soccer, like, especially if you get, like, a foot injury, he could be out for the entire week. I mean, this is, like, one of his favorite camps that he has every single summer. He loves going to it. It's one of his favorite things to do. And this emo kid, for the second time in the last 24 hours, has, you know, ca- like, has gotten really close to causing him a pretty big injury. Like, I mean, he could have jumped, like, he jumped on him yesterday, he ran behind him, knocking him over, what if he twisted an ankle? What if he, like, I don't know, fractured something in his leg? Like, it's not that hard, especially when you got a big old kid jumping on top of you every five minutes. It's difficult. It's, it's not that difficult, man. So anyways, Brent, for the next activity, waits to get into line before the emo kid does. Because he doesn't want to be in the same line as the emo kid. But it turns out that, like, everyone else lines up and it's literally just Brent and the emo kid waiting for each other to move. Because the Brent wants to go where the emo kid doesn't go and the emo kid wants to go where Brent goes. And the refs are, or the, not the refs, but the soccer coaches are like, come on, come on. Kind of like, guys, get into line. And Brent's like, okay. And he sprints to the end of the line. And then the emo kid sprints to the back of that line. And the coach is like... Emo kid, says his actual name. Can you go to another line? Like, that line's too long. The emo kid's like, okay, moves over one line. And when the coach turns his head, the emo kid literally runs back into the line with Brent again. So when the coach turns around, he's like, 
Wait, e- emo kid, I-, I said, could you go to that line? And he's like, fine. Emo kid eventually goes to that line, actually does that. So for the rest of the soccer practice, the emo kid tried to, like, bump into Brent, tried to make his life difficult, basically was just being a big butt the entire time. But um, thankfully, right, you know, that nothing really happened. He didn't bump into Brent successfully again. In fact, the emo kid, most of the time when he tried to bump into Brent, Brent would do some, like, very slick soccer move, kind of, like, break his ankles, not literally, but you know what I mean. And the emo kid would, like, fall flat on his face because he kind of, like, tried to run into Brent and then Brent sidestepped him and completely swerved out of his way. Anyways, though, things start to get a little bit more interesting because throughout the next day, Brent and Emily are talking it up. It's very, it's very like, it's kind of like the known thing for the camp that like those two were kind of like the unofficial soccer camp couple. I don't know if your camps had stuff like that, but this was true for the soccer camp. And word was that, like, the two of them, they were gonna kiss soon. Oh my god, guys, isn't that, like, 12th base or something? So sure enough, right, one one of these days, so, like, a day later, Emily and Brent are just sitting with each other at lunch. They're kind of on, like, a quote-unquote date or whatever. And that's when a girl comes over and sits next to them. And Emily's like, oh, this is my friend Robin. And Robin's like, hey, guys, like, uh, I just want to let you know, Emily, that the kid over there, and points to the emo kid, is planning to ask you out soon. And Emily's like, dude, I don't know that kid. I've never spoken to him in my life. And Brent's like, oh, my God, I know exactly who that kid is. Emily's like, what? And Brent basically tells her the story that I told you guys for the last 13 minutes. And she's like, oh, my God, he's the worst. And Brent's like, well, that would explain why he really hates me, too. Because, like, not just that I embarrassed him, but I've been hanging out with you the entire time. And, you know, he probably knows that we've been talking a lot. And Emily laughs a little bit. And this is when Robin says, dude, like, I'm serious. This kid is going to come over and ask you out within like the next 24 hours. He's going to do it publicly. It's going to be really embarrassing. I, everyone's told him not to do it, but he's in his own world. You got to put, you got to let, you got to let him down nicely though. And you know, Brent was like, no, no, be, no mercy, no mercy, make him suffer. Emily's like, Brent, I'm not going to make him suffer. I don't know this kid. Brent's like, make him suffer. Emily's like, okay, I'm going to be nice. When he comes over, I'm going to be firm, I'm going to be direct, but I'm going to be nice about it, I'm going to be cordial, and life is going to go back to what it was before. So sure enough, right, Brent now realizes that the emo kid has a massive crush on Emily. And Brent also starts to think about it. When Emily says no to him, and when she starts really, you know, hanging out with me more, and when word gets around that we kiss, because we totally are, this is in Brent's head, right, He's going to actually, like, ramp up the craziness even more than it already is. I think I'm screwed, boys. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. I'm going to heart as many comments as I can that say that. That is the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support the channel and help boost me back into the algorithm, uh, all you got to do is at some point, maybe after this video, maybe later, sit down and watch a bunch of my videos in a row. Maybe while you're playing video games or drawing or cleaning your room or maybe to help you go to sleep. I take that as a compliment now. I understand it. Uh, leave in the comment section down below how you're helping boost the channel. I will heart it. I will say thank you. And I'll even shout some people out like the person on screen right now. Thank you to this person on screen and all of you guys for all the support recently. It's really helped boost the channel. We're growing again. You'll love to see it. Let's get back to the story. 
So anyways, flash forward to that night, or not that night, but that afternoon. Remember when this is the, like, the mixed gender, just fun, more camp activities? They're playing dodgeball. And sure enough, you know, the emo kid and Brent actually happen to be on the same team this time. So, like, emo kid and Brent, they're picking up the dodgeballs, they're throwing them, you know, they're trying to avoid being hit by the dodgeballs. And the emo kid walks over and is like, sup, bro? And Brent's like, what? Emo kid's like... I just want to let you know that, like, I know that you and Emily, or you have been trying to flirt with Emily, and it's been failing horribly for my sources, at least. That's what my sources said. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I let you have your fun. I let you play like the little beta little lamb you are. <laughs> but I'm actually going to come in and, as the alpha male, assert my dominance and claim what is mine. Emily shall be my girlfriend by the end of tomorrow. Mark my words. And I will watch as little tears roll down your face because you're so sad that I took your girl. Oh, little Brent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brent's like, dude, she's not gonna lie. I've talked to her. She's gonna say no. Like, I, like, don't do it. I hate you, but I know for a fact that you're gonna get rejected in front of everyone. The emo kid's like, nice try, little boy. I know for a fact that my testosterone is 10 trillion and yours is zero. So based on that alone, plus a billion other factors, such as my manliness, my alpha maleness, my swag, overall levels, and a billion more things. Just, she will obviously say yes to me. And even if you two are fake dating, she'll break up with you immediately to say yes to me. I just know some things that you don't know, Brent. Get over it. So the emo kid walks away. And Brent's like, well, you know, my conscience is clear because I tried to warn the kid not to do it. I tried to warn the kid, right? I'm not a bad guy. I told him not to do it. I told him. I said, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, I don't like you, but I want to help you here. He didn't listen to me. It's not my fault. Whatever happens tomorrow. Next day rolls around at soccer practice. The emo kid for the entire morning is like, Brent, Brent, better spend the last moments with Emily as you can because she's about to be my girlfriend. Oh, and Brent's like, dude, shut, shut up, dude. He's like, oh, my God, am I getting to you, man? Am I, am I getting to you, man? Oh, man, it was so easy to break your thin, weak beta skin. Oh my god, my words are hurting you so much. I'm gonna lick up your little salty tears. Mm, They're so tasty and so good. And Brent's like, shut up, bro. You're gonna get embarrassed. I can't wait for the moment. She better go hard. Anyways, flash forward to lunch. The moment. So anyways, Brent is sitting with Emily and Emily's like, dude, the emo kid, I can't see him anywhere. And Brent's like, dude, he's going to ask you out. It's happening. Get over it. It's going to happen any second. She's like, he, he's going to do in the next day, which means probably now, probably now in front of everyone. And, you know, Brent's like, that's what he said he would do. And Brent was like, oh, my God, don't turn around because Brent was looking and the emo kid was walking over. And what was he walking over with? He was walking over with a boom box. <laughs> you already know where this is going. And Brent's like, you know what? Brace yourself. Um, try and have an out-of-body experience right now so you don't have to deal with what's about to happen. Um, this is about to be bad, Emily. I'm so sorry. And Emily's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And that's when you start to hear music. 
It's the Emo Kids Personal Band. So it's like this heavy metal rock band. So just imagine some like heavy metal rock going in the background. And the lyrics are, Emily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, why, why, why do you hang with losers like Brent? Emily, please love me. Yeah. And it's just kind of like more stuff like that in the background. And the emo kid is like rocking out by himself with an air guitar while this is all going on. It is the worst moment of Brent's life because the second hand embarrassment is so strong he's basically getting first-hand embarrassment from the whole thing everyone has stopped eating and turned around including the camp counselors they're just watching this kid bounce around with an air guitar with his like super long black bangs flying around all around the place as this boombox plays one of the the crappiest songs they've ever heard the terribly mixed the worst lyrics basically saying that brent sucks and that she should be in love with him and he's bouncing around and then after five whole excruciating minutes and everyone at this point is laughing and trying to hold themselves together after five whole long excruciating minutes of the worst music ever and some like really bad air guitar and bouncing around the song stops and the emo kid says emily it is clear who you shall choose what is your verdict? And Emily's like, I'm sorry, I don't know you. I'm not going out with you. Emo kid's like, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? Emily's like, dude, I don't know you. He's like, dude, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? And Brent's like, all right, man, that's enough. Let's, let's concede while we're behind. The emo kid looks at Brent and says, this isn't over, man. And he walks away with his boombox. And Brent's like, why did he say that to me? I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't dump him. And Emily's like, dude, that was worse than I could have ever imagined. And right, so Robin, the friend who warned them, came over again and said, "Look, I should have warned you about that. I didn't, I didn't think it was real. I didn't even think that that was actually going to happen. I was told earlier this morning, and I laughed. I'm so sorry. I should take take anything that you hear about this kid seriously from this point on, because oh my god." And Emily's like, "Wait." Oh, no, we still have an activity tonight, like, for the, like, this afternoon. And Brent's like, oh, my God, he said this isn't over. And sure enough, it was far from over. So they get to the activity that afternoon. So it was probably the worst possible activity that it could have been because it was small groups of charades. They kind of ran out. They, they had something else planned, but since it started to rain, they had to go inside. So they're like, all right, we're going to break you off into small groups of three. And we're going to have you play charades with each other. And at this point, like, they're like, okay, what are the odds? Brent's like, what are the odds that I'm put with? And the person says, Brent, Emily, and emo kid. And Brent's like, you got to be joking, man. You got you to gotta be joking. Apparently, right, Robin tells him this, like, later on, like, once the camp is over. Apparently, they email, because she was talking with one of the camp counselors about everything that went down. The camp counselor said that, like, once, like, it started to rain, the emo kid went up to them and asked what they were doing. Camp counselor said, oh, we're doing groups, small groups of trades. And the emo kid requested that his two best friends and him were put together in a group. So it wasn't just random. It was the emo kid. But Brent didn't know that at the time. So Brent looks at Emily, and Emily looks at Brent. And they're both, both, but they're both basically just like, Oh boy. And they, then they both look at the emo kid who has a massive smile on his face. So all three of them go away to a corner. And the emo kid's like, Emily, I might have came on too strong. And she's like, well, that's an understatement. But he's like, I will show you the truth. Brent, I challenge you to an alpha battle. Brent's just like, 
what's an alpha battle? Ha! You're such a beta for not knowing what an alpha battle is, beta. He's like, an alpha battle will be proof that I am alpha and you are a weak beta. And then Emily will choose me, and Emily's like, I'm not. And he's like, wait, your, your heart will tell you otherwise after the alpha battle. Emily's like, okay, I'm still not going to. She's like, God, stop, silence, woman. And Brent was like, whoa, chill out, dude. He's like, you silence too? We're having an alpha battle right now. So, right, this is kind of looks like they're doing really weird charades from afar, but the emo kid is like, all right, let's form our best wolf poses. Brent's like, what? He said, form your best wolf poses! Now! And Emoka, uh, Brent's like, alright, alright. Ooh, Emoka's like, that is the worst wolf pose I've ever seen. You were definitely not part wolf like I am. And the emo kid does this really weird pose. He's like, oh my god, I I'm wolfing so hard right now. This is the most emo thing, I mean the most, <laughs> the most alpha thing I've ever done. Oh my god. At this point, Emily's like, guys, you are both embarrassing yourselves. Emo kid is like, no, you will see that I'm the most alpha, I swear. Emo kid's like, all right, let's do it. Wrestle me. And, you know, Brent's like, what? Emo kid jumps on top of him, just tackles him to the ground. Because he's like 20 pounds heavier, right, and a little bit taller. And Brent was completely taken off guard. He's like, bro, stop. What are you doing? And the emo kid's like, I'm out alphaing you. That's when one of the cam counselor comes over and says, all right, guys, break it up, break it up. Tears the two of them apart. He's like, all right, so we're only doing this for 20 more minutes, but it looks like, uh, looks like you two can't keep, you know, can't keep off of each other. So I'm going to be joining your group. Imagine how awkward this is. It is Emily and Brent, the emo kid, and a random camp counselor. So they do normal charades, right? And the entire time, the emo kid is, like, sneaking in punches to Brent's arm. He's like, ow. And when the camp counselor looks up, the emo kid puts his arms behind his back. And the emo kid is like, this isn't over, man. And then the emo kid walks over to Emily. He's like, tss, tss, Emily, tss. Emily's like, what? Do you think I'm more alpha? Shut up, kid. Emo kid's like, no. Okay, well... Okay, I'll just be direct. Do you want to go out with me? No! And the camp counselor was like, guys, silence while I'm doing charades. And Emily's like, dude, I don't want to go out with you. How many times do I need to tell you this? Emo kid's like, but I'm definitely more alpha. She's like, that's not a real thing! So the next day rolls around. It's Thursday. And that afternoon, there's no real activity. It's just known as, like, the uh, soccer dance or whatever. And during the soccer dance, there's one coveted slow song where anyone who has feelings for each other might ask for, like, a slow song or something. And sure enough, let's just jump to the dance because the emo kid is, like, being a jerk to Brent all day. But that's not anything new. And sure enough, it is the dance. And they're putting on normal songs. And Emily and Robin and Brent are all together, like, dude. And Robin's like, dude, the emo kid is definitely going to try and get that slow song with you. Like, Brent, you got to swoop in right away. Because at this point, Brent and Emily were, like, unofficially a thing. They're only at camp for a week, so they're not going to make, like, a, a long-term relationship. Let's have kids, baby! Okay, okay, you know what I mean. But sure enough, uh, you know, the slow song comes on. And Brent's like, oh, my God. And Emily's like, quickly. And you can see the emo kids sprinting from the other side of the room. So Emily and Brent quickly, like, get together in the slow song, kind of like whatever. And Emily's standing there. And she feels Brent being ripped off of him. And the emo kid grabs Brent, rips him off Emily, and tackles him on the ground. And this is where the camp counselors are like, oh, okay, foul play, foul play. They go in, they grab the emo kid, and they, like, run it. Like, they, they take him off. They're like, all right, buddy, this is, like, 
like your third strike and you are out. So they call up the parents of the emo kid. They say, your kid, your son can't come tomorrow. He's like fighting this one kid again and again and he won't stop. And so sure enough, the emo kid was picked up, taken away. And Brent and Emily finished off with a slow song together. The next day rolls around. It is Friday. It is only a half day where basically the parents come and watch a little like soccer presentation that all the kids have done. And by the end of it, right, you know, most people are packing up. Brent and Emily are gone. And you remember the friend Robin from the beginning? One of the camp counselors and Robin were, like, friends or whatever or, like, friendly. And the camp counselor counselor's like, do you happen to know about that, like, emo-looking kid? Like, do you happen to know what was up with him? And Robin's like, do I have a click story Click on the video on screen right now. You? I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Leave a like on this video and I'll actually give you nothing at all. Now, but what's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And just imagine... You're chilling with your girlfriend. Life is awesome. You stare into her eyes lovingly, and then all of a sudden this emo kid walks in and says that you must fight him to the death to decide who gets your girlfriend. And at that moment, you seriously just sit there and question your life choices. That is the story I'll be telling today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into this story. So we're going to call a subscriber who submitted the story James. So anyways, there's, an e there's a kid in James's class who we're going to call the emo kid. He kept to himself. He wore crazy makeup and the dark clothing and whatever. And uh, honestly, it doesn't really matter what you wear. But he was also extremely melodramatic. Like he would come in and he'd be like, Society doesn't understand me. No one gets me. I'll never fit in. He, he was kind of like one of those kids that kind of just like would say this stuff and then would be like, why do I not have friends? I'm just a melodramatic freak all the time, which uh, I mean, I was pretty weird in middle school. So like I can't really speak. But uh, then again, hey, man. Anyways, so there's also a girl in uh, I don't know. I'll just call her like uh, we'll just call her Kate, right? It's Name of my friend back home. Uh, so anyways, James and the emo kid, unfortunately, decided, had to cross, cross paths because they both had a thing for this girl. And this Friday, right, so this story all starts, like, this weekend, or not this weekend, we'll say starts on Monday. And this Friday, remember, not actually this Friday, I mean this Friday in the story, was going to be the school dance and the whole thing was, like, whoever got the slow dance with this girl was basically going to, like, if you, so the thing at James's school is if you slow danced with a girl, you were basically dating her at this point. You guys were practically in love at that point. So it was a pretty big deal who was going to get the slow dance. And it was the emo kid versus James. And this became very public knowledge. Like, the emo kid was telling everyone that he was going to 100% get the slow dance. And people kind of knew James because James was more popular. He wasn't, like... I don't know, some, like, really annoying popular person. He was just, like, a cool guy that everyone liked. I mean, at least according to James, who submitted this story. So who really knows? But we'll go with it, right? So everyone kind of knew that both the emo kid and uh, James were both fighting for this girl, Kate. And Kate made it pretty clear that, you know, she was not going to say yes to the emo kid. Like, sorry, unlucky. Life just works out like that. But she was considering saying yes to James. She was kind of just keeping... Uh, the truth was that she was going to say yes to James if he asked. However, she just wanted to keep him kind of, like, 
on his toes and questioning or whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, throughout that whole week, uh, the emo kid and James, they didn't really, like, they weren't, like, in a fight with each other, but they, it was kind of like, they were kind of like rivals in a sense, even though they never had any direct confrontation. And let's just skip ahead to that Friday. It was the day of the school dance. It was emo kid versus James. So anyways, at this point, you know, the emo kid is like, you know, he's kind of like, he's standing in the corner of the dance, right? Look, I was pretty awkward in, in high school and middle school when it came to those big dances, but to be fair, everyone else was as well. But uh, the emo kid was kind of taking it to a whole different level. He literally was like slouched in the corner of the room, his like long black hair kind of like down, almost like, you know, that scene from the ring with that, like, the girl who comes out of the TV, he was kind of looking like that chick for a second. So he was definitely not helping himself out in this situation. And at this point, James and his boys were kind of standing, like, together, whatever they were dancing to, I don't know. I don't freaking know what they play at high school dances. Maybe some uh, Whip Nene by Silento. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's a middle school dance, bro. I don't know how this works. But anyways, they're kind of waiting for the slow song to come on. Maybe some... I don't know, some, like, song by Adele or something like that, like, the when, like, dude, I always try and, like, say lines from songs during these stories, and I just blank every single time. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they're all kind of waiting around there, and it was, uh, eventually, the slow dance song came on. And remember, you might be thinking, oh, man, who cares? It's just, like, a slow song. No, 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 what you have to understand is the slow song meant everything to these kids like the slow song basically if you had a slow song with some girl because remember they were in middle school this this was like seventh eighth grade so the probably the farthest you ever went with a girl was like slow dancing or maybe holding her hand if you were like crazy because you know if you hold a if you, if you hold a girl's hand for too long there is a chance you get her pregnant so <laughs> definitely not misinformation from the connor pugs channel <laughs> but anyways slow dance was a really big deal and all of a sudden the song comes on. And the thing was, right, uh, the, the, the emo kid was too busy kind of like sulking about society in the corner of the room to react quick enough. So James was like, all right, bro, like that guy's playing himself. I'm going to go in. So James very quickly goes in and boom, he gets there, goes up. He's like, hey, like, hey, like, can I have this dance? And she very happily says yes, because she said, like, oh, I don't know if I'll say yes. She knew. She was bluffing the whole time. And James kind of felt pretty confident about it. And even though she said, I don't know, he was pretty confident because her friends were like, yeah, dude, she's totally bluffing. Like, I hate to expose my friend like that, but she definitely has a thing for you. You're, you're chilling. You're in the green. So anyways, James goes in. He feels pretty good about the whole thing. But let me just say that the emo kid eventually looks up and then he sees this. And the emo kid is not having it. Uh, so <laughs> he does something pretty insane. So uh, strap in and definitely prepare for the cringe. If you have your uh, cringe seatbelt un unbuckled, I'm actually going to fine you for your own safety. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, buckle that cringe seatbelt because there was like a DJ station and there was like a guy who was like, DJing quote unquote and there was like a microphone so like you so like the DJ could say like hey like 20 minutes till the dance is done or get ready for this hype song or whatever and other than that he just he was really just a Spotify playlist <laughs> he just like he just edited the Spotify playlist right however the DJ let the Spotify playlist run on autoplay or whatever, and he went to the bathroom. So the emo kid ran up to the, uh, he ran up to, like, the spot or whatever. He grabs the microphone. He stops the music. First of all, he goes up to the Spotify, clicks pause on the music, and screams into the microphone, Wait! 
And everybody turns around. Everybody turns around and they look at this kid. And they're all kind of like looking at this emo kid who's standing at the front of the room with like the, the, the microphone. He picks it up. He's like, Kate, no. So at this point, everyone's kind of looking at this kid like, oh my God. Because they all knew that like he wanted to have the dance with Kate, but like James obviously got it. So they were like, ah, that's tough, man. Like life sometimes doesn't work out the way you want it to. Like that's just unfortunate how that goes. However, you know, he goes up there and he's like, he goes in the microphone, like he says, wait. And everyone turns around. The music is off. He's like, Kate, may I have this dance? And everyone's so confused because first of all, he turned off the slow song in the middle of the song. And also she was already dancing with someone. And instead of just going up to her, he makes a massive scene in front of everyone, grabbing the microphone and screaming into it, saying, like, will you have this dance? And the thing is, right, it's caused enough commotion that the guy, like, the DJ that was hired ran back. Because I think he was supposed to be there the whole time, but he needed to, like, rip a piss or something, so he needed to go. And he runs back over. He's like, give that back to me. He, like, snatches it out of the emo kid's hand. He's like, sorry for the, inter- inter- sorry for the interruption, guys. Turns the music back on, like, starts, like not cursing out this kid, he's a middle schooler, but being like, dude, what do you think you're doing? You can't just like, come up here and take this stuff. Like, if, like, if you do this again, I'm going to tell your teachers and you'll be in big trouble. Or, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how much trouble a, uh, a, a hired DJ can get you in, but you know, the emo kid returns to his cor- corner and literally just sits down, just slumps into the corner of the room, which James felt kind of bad. He felt a little bit bad because like, James has definitely been in that position, I say that very kind of liberally because James has not actually been in a position where he grabs the microphone at the school dance, stops the music, and asks the girl out unsuccessfully. He hasn't specifically been there, but he's definitely been in a situation where it just hasn't gone his way. So he feels bad, man. You know, it feels bad, man. You hate to see it. But uh, yeah, anyways, James like continued on with the slow... I mean, he's not going to stop his life because this kid has an unlucky moment. Like, that's tough. So, uh, yeah, you know, while I, I will say there was kind of an awkward moment because while, like, James is, like, slow dancing with Kate, he kind of, like, turns around. Like, they, they kind of, like, turn around so James is facing the emo kid, and he just looks up, and the emo kid is staring at him with, like, the creepiest, most stalkerish, most scariest stare he's ever seen because the emo kid is slumped over, like, the girl from the ring, right, and is just, like, staring right at him. He's, like, long black hair, like covering most of his face besides his eyes and he's like slumped over too like kind of like crouching over like an old guy with a cane or something but without a cane and james is like hey do you mind if we turn like 45 degrees this way or 90 degrees this way ah thank you that's much better so he doesn't have to see him anymore or actually let's do a whole 180 i mean he didn't ask for a 180 because he didn't want like kate to be making eye contact with him either but yeah so that was a bit of a tough situation however you might be thinking well i mean at this point, reasonably, the emo kid must have realized that this just wasn't his day, and uh, he must have just, like, given up, which he's already, I mean, he's already embarrassed himself. Like, he probably gave up after this point. And uh, while that would be pretty fair for you to believe, that was unfortunately not the, that was just not what happened, because the emo kid would continue, um, let me just say that the emo kid thought that if he, if he had a sword fight with James, that he would be able to win the honor of his lady. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. Leave, I will try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can. And also, if you want to support the channel, the best possible thing you can do is just watch this video 
throughout the entirety, the entirety of this video. And then afterwards, if you could watch some of my old videos, that helps more than you can ever imagine. Please go in the comment section and tell me how many of my old videos you've watched today or this week. I'll heart it and say thank you because it helps me out more than you can ever imagine. Anyways, let's get back to the story because the emo kid is not done. In fact, he is far from being done. So what happened after the school dance, like over the weekend, um, James actually met up with Kate. They went to like go get dinner together. And that's when they officially started dating, whatever that means in eighth grade, which means, oh, my God, they're going to sit together at lunch. Oh, my God, dude, that's crazy, right? Uh, but anyway, so James officially starts dating this girl. Word gets around really quickly. And eventually the emo kid, I I'm pretty sure at this point the emo kid would have known, but... By his next actions, it's not super clear. So that Monday is the first kind of like lunch day that uh, uh, Kate and uh, what, what's his name, James, are going to be having their first real at school lunch date, which is a pretty big deal for the eighth graders there. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal in general, but hey, man, let them have their fun. And so, uh, yeah, he sits down, like he finds Kate, they sit down and they're at a table by themselves. And like people are looking over and talking and be like, ooh, someone's dating, <laughs> whatever, right? And uh, however, James, you know, Kate is facing away from the door, but James is facing the door. And James sees the door open up and he sees the emo kid walk in. And James is like, ah, this is tough. Because James feels bad. He legitimately feels bad because, I mean, if the roles were reversed, he would feel bad like seeing the girl that he really liked a week ago sitting with the guy who was low-key his like enemy rival on a date. Like that would be tough to see. And James started to feel a little bit worried when the emo kid starts to approach him, right? Starts to approach him. And uh, yeah, so the emo kid walks up to their table and at this point, Kate also realizes that someone's walking up. So she turns around and the emo kid walks up and doesn't look at James. He's not paying any attention to James. He's actually acting as if James doesn't even exist at this point. The emo kid turns to the girl, uh, Kate, I forgot her name for a second, says, Kate, I've been wanting to ask this for a while, but since we've become so close in the last couple weeks, which they have never spoken before, but that is beyond the point of at this point, that is beyond the point. He's like, I was wondering if you would like to go on a date with me, if you would like to start dating. And uh, James is like, oh, no, he doesn't know. How does he not know? Because James is like, everybody knows. Everybody told everybody, but I guess everybody didn't tell the emo kid. Of course they didn't. And Kate at this point is like, oh, well, I'm very flattered. And the emo kid's like, well, if you're flattered, then you should say yes, correct? And at this point, she's like, oh, well, you see, it's actually not great timing because I'm actually currently in a relationship. And the emo kid's like, what? How? With who? And James is like, oh, my God, this is this is so awkward. He doesn't know. So James has kind of assumed that the emo kid didn't think anything of the fact that James got like the dance with her, which. In all reality, he was the emo kid was kind of the one who had the most common sense in that situation because just because someone dances with a girl once doesn't mean anything, right? But at this high, at this middle school, if you got the slow dance, you were basically in. You were locked in at this point is what I'm trying to say. So Kate has to go on to awkwardly explain to the emo kid that, well, um, the guy that she's sitting at right now on the lunch date with 
happens to be the guy that she's dating. And the emo kid turns to James, looks at him, looks him down and up. Like, there's, like, the elevator look when he looks at, like, the top of his head, looks all the way down and looks all the way up. Turns back to Kate and is like, really, dude? You decided to date this guy when you could have dated me? He's like, bruh. And he just, like, he just kind of, like, storms out of there. And uh, James looks at Kate and he's like, dude, how did that kid not know that we're dating at this point? Like, I swear to God, all your friends told everybody. Like, and Kate's like, dude, my friends didn't tell everyone. And James is like, if you ask anyone at the school, besides the emo kid, apparently, they will know. And Kate's like, yeah, okay, my, my friends do talk a lot. And they're like, well, that was pretty awkward. Hopefully nothing else happens again. You might be thinking at this point, Connor, the emo kid must stop. There is no way he continues on. There's not a chance that he continues, right? Well, 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 I got some news for you guys. He does continue, and it's bad. Because uh, you might be thinking that, oh, well, the emo kid stormed off and he was done. No. About 20 minutes later, when there's only like 10 minutes left to lunch, James sees the doors open up again, and he's like, you gotta be kidding me, dude, because the emo kid walks through. But this time, he is, like, stomping towards James super angrily. He runs up to the table, practically, looks at James, looks him in the eye, and says, it's not over between us. It is far from over between us. And he's, like, taking his little finger and, like, pointing at James, and James is like, okay, nice. Like, I, 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 like, we do not care. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, okay, cool, nice. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? And the emo kid after that is like, you better watch yourself. It's about to get bad. He, like, storms out of there. And, you know, at this point, James is like, okay, well, I guess uh, that answers my question. So the next day at lunch is where things get really, really, really crazy. So he's sitting there with, uh, with Kate on his second date. James is enjoying himself. He's having a good time with Kate. They're enjoying each other's presence. They're, they're doing well. I mean, they're, they're kind of clicking, so things might continue on, right? And that's when the emo kid walks in. And he's carrying, like, two sticks, like, two pretty good-sized sticks that he probably found in the backyard of the school. So in the backyard of the school, there's, like, a mini forest. Nothing too crazy, but there's, like, a pretty big forest back there. And the emo kid must have gone back there and, like, found two decent-sized sticks. He walks into the cafeteria with one stick in one hand and one stick in the other. And James is just looking at him. And he's like, he kind of says like to Kate, he's like, okay, we got trouble. Kate turns around, looks at it, and it's just like, turns back around and is like, what? And James is like, yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but I guess we're about to see. So the emo kid walks up to the table, like kind of like waddles his way up. And he's like, you. And he like hands the stick to James. And James is like, uh, like, I need a little explanation. What do you want me to do with this? Like, it's not super clear. The emo kid's like, you and I will have a sword battle, and whoever wins the sword battle will have the uh, will 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 win the honor of your lady, and will. At, at this point, like Kate's like, what? And James is like, dude, what are you saying? He's like, fight me, fight me to the death. The winner gets your girl. And James is like, no. And the emo kid's like, oh, so you're scared of me then? You know that you're gonna lose, and that's why you don't want to do it. And James is like, well, I'm not convinced I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm not an expert at random stick fighting or whatever. But at the same time, why would I want to even engage? Like, why would I even want to do it? And the emo kid's like, well, 
uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, for the sake of your honor, bro, like, do you really want to be known as the guy who chickened out because he's a chicken? And James is like, well, I mean, I, I don't really care, but I also don't want to be known as the guy who went on, st- who during the, like, the dance last Friday grabbed the DJ's microphone and, like, stopped the music to, like, ask out a girl who was very clearly in the middle of dancing with someone else and then come into school the next day super angry with a bunch of sticks and try and, like, fight some guy to get the girl that already obviously said no to him twice. At this point, the emo kid's like, so you're, what you're saying is that you're too scared to fight me and because you know you'll lose. James is like, dude, we're going in circles right now. I'm not fighting you. I'm not having a sword fight to the death. Like, okay, I'm just not doing that. At this point, the emo kid's like, fine. Well, you're about to see me in my final form where I am the most powerful. And James is like, uh, okay. Like, word. And then the emo kid reaches up to James and rips out like a strand of his hair. And James is like, dude, like, that hurt. Like, why would you do that? And the emo kid's like, I need that for my wizardly spells. And he, like, laughs really awkwardly and, like, shuffles out of there. And James turns to Kate. He's like, dude, (sighs) like, what life choice did I make to get myself to this position? Like, what what did I do wrong? Like, what choices did I make that got me here? And Kate's like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of tough. He's like, yes, why me? Like, why? Why? Like, he just, you just came up to me with a bunch of sticks and says, I want to fight you, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, he just, like, pulls a piece of hair. Like, what? Huh? Bro? I, 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 I just don't know. I just don't know what to do at this point. And Kate's like, yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, I think eventually he'll just get bored of whatever he's doing and give up. So, anyways... Next day, it is uh, lunch. Lunch once again. And James comes in, and he finds Kate. And he's almost like they sit down, and he's almost like, he, he's really stiff. He's, like, not talking that much. And Kate's like, are you good? Like, is everything okay? And James is like, dude, it's not you. It's just the email. I just don't know what that kid's going to do today. Like, I'm not trying to lose any more hair. Like, that, that really hurt last night. Like, I, I was starting to bleed from my scalp where he pulled me. Like, that was ridiculous. And, you know, Kate's like, yeah, that kid's pretty weird. Like, sorry you have to go through with that. And speak of the devil, dude, because at that point, the emo kid walks in. At this point, he has a backpack on, and he has a, he has a smaller stick, and he has, he has a stick in his hand, a smaller one, and a, like a, like a spirit Halloween wizard hat on. <laughs> and, and James is like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. Like, he was, you gotta be kidding me. And at this point, Kate's like, what? She turns around and she's like, oh my God. And the email kid walks up and she's, and he's like, ha ha ha. Like, this is where you made your mistake, James. This is where you made your last mistake. And he walks out and he sits next, he like stands up next to them. He reaches into his backpack or whatever. He takes out a piece of chalk. He takes out the, like a, a, a plastic bag that has a hair in it. Presumably, um, what's it? Uh, James's hair. And he also has, like, a candle set and a lighter. And he sits down on their t- He, like, sits down next to them. And th- so they had concrete floors in the, uh, in, the, in the lunchroom. So next to them, he draws, like, a pentagram 
puts a bunch of like candles around uh, like the pentagram, takes James's hair, puts it in the middle, lights all the candles. At this point, like this is taking like two minutes to do. Kate and James are just sitting there looking at him completely aghast like what is like just like what is this kid what is this kid on like whatever he's on dude like maybe get me some of that oh my god no but they were just like i mean what are you supposed to do what are you supposed to say so eventually the emo kid has his whole uh i don't know his magic setup is all done or whatever you want to call it and he lights starts lighting all the candles he's like james this is your last chance give me your girlfriend and i won't put a spell on you and james's like dude what do you mean give me my girlfriend like it's a it, it's like a mutual choice to be like girlfriend and boyfriend like <laughs> you're, you're acting as if this is like the 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 1600s or something and like when, and like the the wife is the property of the husband bro like what are you talking about and, you know, he's like, one more chance, bro. I'm about to put a crazy spell on you if you don't give me your girlfriend. And Kate, this is when Kate speaks up and is like, dude, like, even if he said that he was going to give me to you, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to be your boyfriend. Like, I'm not going to be your girlfriend, dude. And the emo kid's like, well, I'm going to put a spell on you too, dude, if you don't become my, <laughs> he literally threatens Kate. It is, And he's like, oh, if you don't become my girlfriend, I'm going to put a spell on you as well, which... Okay, um, I might not be the smoothest individual. I might not be, I don't know, the one that has the greatest pickup lines of all time. My Tinder one's pretty funny. I did steal it from my friend, but maybe I'll, I'll 5,000 likes and I'll reveal it because um, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's also a little embarrassing. But here's one thing I do now. There's a very decent chance that if you threaten to cast a spell on a woman if she doesn't become your girlfriend... She's probably, probably, not 100%, but probably not going to become your girlfriend. I know I might be going out on a crazy limb right now, and I, you guys might completely disagree, and maybe you found your wife of 10 years who loves you very much from threatening her with magical spells. I just don't think that's a great way to do it. So eventually the emo kid finishes up, and then he lights the hair in the middle, and then he takes his magic wand, waves it around, and just starts saying a bunch of nonsense. And at this point, half the, like, the, the entire cafeteria has turned, is just like looking. They've almost like circled around it like it was a school fight or something. They've circled around it and they're just like, what the frick, bro? Like, oh my god, like what's going on right now? And eventually the emo kid like points his magic wand at, um, at James and is like, ooga booga, or I, I don't know. He's just saying some nonsense. And uh, like literally 15 seconds of pure silence happened and then very clearly nothing happens and he's like i'm gonna give you one more chance i'm gonna give you, i'm gonna i'm gonna count to three if you don't you're gonna explode because of my spells and james is like i think i'm gonna take the risk he's like three i'm gonna give you one more chance bro like i'm gonna give you one more chance and james is like nope i'm gonna take the risk here two and he's like yeah no i'm, I'm good man like, you can go ahead with this. If I explode, I explode. Like, that's tough. One? Last chance, dude. I'm being super generous right now. Just give me your girlfriend and we'll be all good here. And James is like, nah, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. He's like, fine. Kicks it. The emo kid literally kicks over his magic, like, whatever set. Because I think he knew it wasn't going to work anyways. Which, thankfully, it was concrete floors and nothing, like, 
flammable because like the candles fly all over the place or whatever and he storms out of there he like storms out of there at this point (laughs) james sits back down he's like you know maybe we should go on dates at night when we're not in school and kate's like you know that's not a bad idea so the next day kate and james actually don't sit together at lunch um they sit separately um but uh, yeah, so they they just they decide that if they're gonna like do anything, at least for a little bit, to do it outside of school, like after school or at lunch or something like that. But the emo kid once again comes up to James, and James is like, "Oh my god, oh my god, dude! Like what? What now?" And the emo kid, like he literally goes on one knee, and like kind of like presents. He's like he's down on one knee, puts his head down, and says like, "I concede. I concede the battle." you win. Like, I just, like, I tried everything possible, but you are the better duelist. Like, I honorably concede. And in James's head, he's like, bro, he didn't say this, but he's like, bro, you did not honorably concede. You did the least honorable, like, (laughs) you did not concede honorably. But at this point, James sees this as a perfect opportunity for the emo kid to just stop. So he's like, all right, man, like, it was a good battle. It was really close and you'll get them next time. Like, honestly, James is trying to be as chill as possible so that the emo kid doesn't come back and be like, well, actually, I'm going to try more magic or something. And the emo kid stands up, and he, like, kind of, like, nods his head, and James nods his head back, and the emo kid bows and leaves. And, yeah, after that point, James and, the, and uh, Kate actually were able to, like, do, like, lunch dates or whatever in school again. Uh, the relationship lasted, like, six months. It didn't last crazy long. But Kate and James are still cool to this day. And, uh, yeah, the emo kid never Click on the video on screen right point. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today I have probably the craziest emo kid story I have ever received to date. I'm not even kidding. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, subscribe if you're new to the channel, and let's just jump right into it. We're calling today's subscriber Ty. So anyways, Ty was going off to camp, and this was his first time doing an overnight camp, so he was a little bit nervous, and it was kind of like a wilderness-based overnight camp, uh, but they were mostly in cabins. Ty's parents did it before, and they actually met at this camp, so they were really pushing for Ty to go, but the summer before, he just said that he, you know, wasn't ready and was going to do it the next year, and of course, the, the next summer rolls around, and Ty's like, oh my god, I said that? So sure enough, Ty and his parents ship him off to this camp. Ty's a little bit nervous about it, but they say, hey man, it's going to be good for you. Trust me. Like, I know it's scary, but you just got to do it. So anyways, they arrive at the campground and they go, they walk over, Ty and his parents walk over to the person who is signing everyone in. And it's some like, you know, some 25 year old dude with a big old goofy smile on his face. He's like, hey guys, welcome to Camp Awesome. That wasn't actually the name, but we're going to call it Camp Awesome. Uh, hi there, buddy. What's your name? He's like, uh, uh, Ty Gooden. And he's like, ah, Ty, let me see. Ah, there you are, buddy. All right, so you're going to be in group B over there. And he points to this group of kids and, like, one counselor or whatever. And Ty turns around to his parents, and his parents are like, all right, well, we'll see you in two weeks. And Ty's like, Mom, like, I don't know if I can do this. And Ty and his his dad kind of sits down and he's like, yo, you got this, buddy. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, trust me. The two weeks are going to fly by and you're going to have so much fun you're not going to want to leave. That's a guarantee from me. And Ty's like, all right. So Ty walks over and he goes over to group B and there's a big group of kids and, you know, the counselor's like, hey guys, 
My name is Ben. Uh, don't worry, he's not the evil guy. But hi, guys. My name is Ben. Welcome like to the camp. These are going to be the guys who are in our group. We're going to be in the same cabin together. We're going to do a lot of activity activities together. You can still meet people in the other groups, but these are going to be the guys you're going to be seeing all the freaking time. So start getting to know each other. Let's go around, do some names. And so they went around and did some names. And Ty was just kind of like observing like, all right, well, that person seems kind of cool and whatever. Like, oh, we have that in common. And then it kind of comes around to this one kid that Ty didn't even realize was there until like a couple, like until he spoke up. And this kid had these, like, long, black, swooshed hair, right? He wore all black. He had these, like, rock band t-shirts, these big, like, black boots. He had this spiky, like, bracelet necklace type thing. And by the way, if you kind of dress emo, that's totally chill. I don't really care. As long as you don't act like this kid, you're cool in my book. I say this every single time. And this guy was kind of just known as the emo kid. And since I don't, I don't want to give him a name because I will forget it and then it'll be very awkward. But we're just going to call him the emo kid from this point on. And Ty didn't think anything negatively. He was just like, oh, this guy really does put a lot into the way he dresses. And he definitely dresses with a lot of character. Ty legitimately had no ill will or feelings of just like, ew, this guy's dressing different than me or anything like that. It was just an observation. And so later on, you know, they have like, they go to dinner together as a group. And then afterwards they have like the welcome to camp ritual, whatever. They all sit around a big campfire and like, they're like inaugurated in the class of 2015 or whatever. I don't know. This took, this took place a little while ago, but anyways, right. It's finally time for them to go back to their cabins to figure out which bunks they want, etc. like that. So anyways, right, they get back there and uh, they're just ran, they, the, the, the counselor dude who is their group B counselor, right, who's also sleeping in the cabins with them, is like, well, you know, just to make sure that no one feels left out, we've already assigned bunks to everyone. So he said, all right, Ty, you're in bunk A. He says, so-and-so, you're in bunk B, so-and-so, you're in bunk D. And then in bunk D, which they're in kind of like quads of four or they're in kind of like groups of two, but they're bunk beds, so it's four. So in Ty's group of four, the fourth one was the emo kid. So the four of them walk over, they go in their bunks, the camp counselor say, or the camp counselor says, yo, if, if you really want, you can talk to your, your bunkie about being top or bottom, Don't, doesn't really matter, lol, doesn't really matter. And so sure enough, Ty and his bunk didn't, they didn't really care. Ty was on the bottom, he didn't really care. But anyways, flip over to the, you know, the emo kid. And the emo kid is like, you know, with this guy, and we're gonna call this guy uh, Benjamin, He's a throwaway name, but Benjamin was his bunk. And, you know, the Benjamin is like, hey, do you mind if I have the top? And the emo kid is like, no, I must have the top. I must keep watch at night. And everyone just kind of went silent in the, that group of three. They're like, uh, or group of four. They're kind of like, um, and Benjamin's like, all right, man, uh, that, that's fine. Bomb bunk's cool with me. He's like, good. You've made a good choice because I will watch over us at night. I have spoken. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, a lot of character in this guy. <laughs> funny guy, funny guy. <laughs> Anyways, things seem pretty normal. Pretty normal until, you know, it's time for them to go to bed. So anyways, uh, you know, they, you know, they go and they brush their teeth and then they get into bed and the camp counselor guy comes around. He's like, all right, group B, section A or whatever you want me to call you guys. Let's call you the A Squad. Yeah, um, we're going to have a lot of fun in the next two weeks. Uh, just make sure 
no leaving the camp or no leaving the cabin overnight. Make sure that, you know, you follow any rules that, um, you know, we ask you to be nice and, you know, be nice and like fair to everyone and just, you know, have fun. Anyways, good night, guys. And he walks out of there. And so, you know, the lights are turned off and they were tying his box in his top bunk and also Benjamin across from him. They were talking for a little bit. And the emo kid didn't really join in. He was just sitting cross-legged, but like kind of like sitting very stiffly. So he was very much not going to bed. And eventually they were like, all right, I'm tired. Good night. And they all kind of like go to sleep at that point. And about 20 minutes later, Ty has not fallen asleep because he's still feeling a little weird. He's in a new environment. He, it's like dark or whatever. He's a little bit scared. He's a young kid, whatever. He hears wrestling, right? And that's when he hears steps, right? And he realizes that the steps are coming from across from him, and it's coming from the top bunk across from him, meaning the emo kid, you know, is starting to walk down the bunks. He's like, all right, well, there's nothing too weird with that. And that's when he hears, because there's like a door next to like their cabin. So there's like multiple exits from the cabin. He hears the door open, and he watches as the emo kid walks out. So Ty at this point is like, what? So he kind of gets up, and the person above him is completely asleep, but Benjamin, the kid from the side of him, is still awake, and he's like, yo, Benjamin, Benjamin. He's like, yo, what's up? He said, emo kid. I may, maybe said his actual name, but we're calling him emo kid. He's like, emo kid, he, he just walked out the door. Benjamin's like, you can't do that. And, you know, Ty's like, dude, but he did. So anyways, they both get up, and they both look out the window, but they're trying to do it stealthily so that they're not caught, right? And they see the emo kid literally just standing there, standing there looking into the moon. It is the creepiest, weirdest thing they have ever seen. Because the kid is just literally freaking standing there, bro. He's just standing there observing the night sky. And they're all like, oh my god, dude, that's freaking weird. What is going on right now? And, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, Ty and Benjamin are like, all right, this kid is a little strange. Uh, make sure he doesn't, like, strangle us to death or something in our sleep. I'm a little freaked out. And that's when the emo kid, out of nowhere, does a 180-degree turn and turns right looking at the window. Ty and Benjamin quickly jump down there. Like, oh, my God. Do you see us? Do you see us? Do you see us? So, like, Ty starts to look up. He, like, peeks a little bit into the window and quickly goes down because he sees the emo kid walking towards the window. He's like, dude, dude, Benjamin, he's walking towards the window. He's like, crawl back, crawl back to your bunks, crawl back to your bunks. So they both crawl out of sight of the window and they crawl into their bunks. And it's dark enough in the room for them to do this without being super obvious. And they're both in their bunks. And Ty turns around under the like under the uh, the sheets, right? And he peeks out, and the emo kid is literally standing right with his nose up against the window, looking in. And he's like, "Oh my god, this kid's insane!" Uh, anyways, emo kid walks back in quietly, goes up the stairs again, and sits in the bed, and supposedly goes to sleep. Ty doesn't fall asleep for like another hour afterwards, but eventually he opens his eyes to the camp counselor being like, "Ty, Ty, come on, come on." Where we're going to be late. And Ty's like, oh my God. And everyone else is like, yeah, you slept in, man. Actually, everyone in this bunk besides emo kids slept in. And that was because everyone was so freaked out that they couldn't go back to sleep. But anyways, first day activities, they go outside. And during the day, they don't totally have to stick with their group. They're actually assigned to random groups. However, a lot of people in the random group will be from their group because they're just trying to make friends within the group. So, and they also go to meals together. So like lunch or dinner or whatever is together. And so anyways, the first activity of the day is not with the emo kid. It is actually like uh, 
kayak slash canoe or whatever, either or, one of those two, and, you know, Ty is a lot of fun, and they go back to dinner, or lunch, sorry, they go to lunch as a group together, and Ty's, you know, talking about what he was doing, and the counselor kind of went around the table and was like, oh, so Ty, what did you do? And Ty explains, oh, so Benjamin, what did you do? Benjamin explains, oh, so emo kid, what did you do? And he was like, you know, I prayed to the overlord. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, I don't remember that being activity. Emo kid's like, it's not, it's necessary. And he's like, eh, okay. Anyways, guys, so I'm going to read off the people in your next activity because the way it worked was at meals. So ag breakfast, the camp counselor read off what group everyone else was in for activities. And then at lunch, the camp counselor read off what people would be in for the uh, afternoon activities. And so Ty, the camp counselor was like, oh, so Ty... Uh, Benjamin and Emo Kid, you're all going to be in the uh, group seven or whatever. And that happened to be like something with like wood tool making or something kind of cool like that. So anyways, after lunch, they all head in that direction. And Ty and Benjamin are like walking together. However, the Emo Kid, it's not like they were walking away from him, but the Emo Kid intentionally stands like or like walks 10 feet behind them, never breaking the distance. Like they always have 10 feet between them and the emo kid never breaks it. And he kind of walks weird. He walks very stiffly, yet he's kind of like propped forward at a 30 degree angle. His arms straight shoot like straight down and he kind of waddles a little bit like a penguin, but it's very intimidating and very weird. And Benjamin kind of whispers like, Ben, Ben, I, 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 I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. Or not Ben, but Ty. Ty, I can feel his eyes in the back of my head. Ty's like, dude, Benjamin, I know, I know. So anyways, they get there. And the camp counselor dude is like, hey, guys, welcome to woodworking. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can make whatever tools or whatever you want. All I, all I ask is that when you're using the, this blade that, you know, I'm there and help you guiding it. And also, if you want any, like, I don't know, if you want any... Uh, inspiration or questions come to me and it's all cool so anyways ty and benjamin sit down they're like oh let's make like wooden knives or something so they're given a pocket knife and they're taught how to whittle away it's like always you got to face it away from you never face it towards you if i see you guys facing it towards you i gotta revoke your knife privileges not true not trying to be that guy but it's part of the jab so anyways right they look over and they see the emo kid and he's like whittling away at the spoon and he's or at this at the stick and they're all like um, so eventually at the end of class, they're, or at the end of the activity, they're asked to go around in a circle and say a little bit about what they made and show it off. So Ty's like, all right, well, here's like a butter knife and didn't turn out that well. And everyone laughs a little bit. And the camp counselor's like, dude, it's fire. That's your first time. Don't even worry about it. Eventually it comes around to the emo kid and the emo kid is like, whips out this like almost perfectly whittled. Like this is like really professionally well done. And the camp counselor is like, wow, what is that? He's like, this is a wand for my warlock activities. Nobody better cross me now that I have access to my most powerful weapon of a wand. And everyone was like, what? Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That's the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many comments as I possibly can that say emo. And then also, if you want to support the channel, watch a bunch of these videos in one sitting. I call it binge watching. So if you're sitting down, maybe playing video games or trying to go to sleep or something like that, watch like 10 videos in a row if possible. I know it's a big ask, but if you do so, please leave a comment down below. I'll heart it and even shout you out as 
on screen right now shouting out some people who are supporting the channel and telling me about it. So yeah, thanks to these guys and you guys, and let's get right back to it. So fast forward a couple days into the week, and every single day the emo kid's been doing weird things. So right now is a Wednesday. For context, they got there on a Sunday night. So this Wednesday night, Benjamin and uh, Benjamin's kind of becoming like the side character for Ty. Like he's becoming like pretty close friends. And Ty and Benjamin are kind of like talking about the emo kid and being like kind of tracking the weird things he's been doing. But tonight is one of the weirdest things he's done. So once again, Ty and Benjamin have been noticing that the emo kid has been going outside every single time, like 15 minutes after they go to sleep. So Ty and Benjamin, they both get in bed, and when the lights are turned off, they wait about 15 minutes, and sure enough, the emo kid gets out of bed and walks down the steps. And he walks outside, and he walks to kind of this like big forest clearing. So Ty and Benjamin, they both walk over, and they both look up, and they look out of the window. And they're looking out, and they see the emo kid, and normally he just stands there blankly. But this time was different. He was getting to work. They saw the stick that he made in the wand, in like the wand craft whatever class, and or the woodsmanship craft, uh, class. And he takes the, the end of it that isn't pointy, where you do the spell, and he puts it into the dirt, because he's standing on a pretty big dirt clearing, and he starts drawing this circle, this very big circle. And, and Ty looks over at Benjamin and is like, dude, what on earth is going on? Like, what is this kid doing? And Benjamin's like, dude, I have no idea. And they look at it, and he's drawn a complete perfect circle around him. And then he steps out of it. And then he starts making lines within the circle. He goes from the top of it, down, up, down, across, up. He's made a perfect upside-down pentagram. And if you don't know, that's basically like a sign of like ship or the something. So at this point, right, Ty and his friend are freaking out. They're like, oh my god, he's trying to like summon something. And sure enough, the emo kid starts like waving his wand around in these weird directions and starts like spinning around in a circle and making these like weird movements. And <laughs> if TikTok was around, I bet Ty would have been like, bro, is he trying to do a TikTok dance or something? But anyways, Ty and Benjamin are watching as the emo kid, after making the upside down pentagram, just starts waving it around and starts speaking. Like, because they crack the wind window was cracked open a little bit and they start hearing like like some weird <laughs> okay maybe it wasn't as goofy as that but he was kind of talking these like weird tongues or whatever and that's when they heard the light flick on not in their room because they would have seen that they heard the light flick on in the middle cabin the middle part or the middle part of the cabin that is where the camp counselor lived. He must have heard or must have felt like some kind of disturbance or something because they see the emo kid drop his, like grab his wand and sprint out of there and sprint so quickly, he goes to the back room. And that's when like Ty and Benjamin are like, oh my God, he's sprinting here. So they quickly jump into bed and are, you know when, I don't know if you guys did this, but like when you're, when you were up later than you should and your mom is about to run into like open the room and you just jump into your bed and then you just stay super, super, super still that was them like it doesn't matter if you're sprawled out in a weird position you're staying as still as possible so they jump in they're super still and, and they watch as the door opens and the emo kid runs in and runs up up to like the second bunk and just sits in there and that's when like they see like literally 10 seconds after the emo kid gets into his bed they see the light flicker on and the in the camp counselor who's for cabin b or whatever walks in is like Hey, 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 I saw something out there. Any of you guys go out there? And 
Like, you know, everyone's pretending to be like, what? Like, they just woke up. The emo kid is really pretending to be like, what? I don't know what's going on, bro. And obviously Ty and Benjamin, you know, they're trying to, like, pretend like they weren't up watching the whole thing. And the kid on the very top of, like, uh, uh, Ty just is still completely asleep. So counselor's like, all right, whatever. He's like, all right, well, remember, it's a punishable offense if you guys leave the cabin during night, like, you will be forced to go back home, and you don't want to miss the fun retreat we're doing this weekend, and they're all like, all right, they're like, yeah, it wasn't us, I don't know what it is, and that's when the camp counselor is like, what, and he sees, he looks outside the window, and that's when he sees it, he's like, stay here, and he goes outside, and they all watch as he walks outside, and he sees, like, the, the upside-down pentagram, like, drawn into the circle or whatever, drawn, drawn into the dirt, and he's just looking at it, and he takes out like, his iPhone 4, because it was like 2015 or whatever, and he takes a photo of it with like Flash, takes another photo, steps back, takes another photo, and everyone else pretends to be asleep as they go back in. Next day rolls around, and they're walking to their first activity from uh, breakfast. And Ty and Benjamin happen to be in the same group. And Ty's like, dude, the emo kid's insane. Like, that was ridiculous last night. And Benjamin's like, I've never been more freaked out besides the first night, bro. Like, this, this kid's insane. And at this point, they start talking about the camping retreat. So I mentioned this like a couple minutes ago when the camp counselor said, you guys, you guys don't want to miss the special fun camping retreat we're doing. So they stayed out in cabins. But part of the wilderness camp, whatever, at the very end of it, at the very like the last Friday night to Saturday, they go, they hike out kind of far, farther out into the woods. They bring like uh, camping equipment and they kind of like camp out like that. So they both of like Ty and Benjamin were a little bit worried because that basically meant that they were going by group and they were going to be out in the woods in tents by themselves with the creepy email kid. So anyways, let's just fast forward to that day. It's Friday and everyone is kind of packing their little bags and the camp counselor for each group packs their like supply kit, medical supplies, radio, the food that they're going to be eating. And he's like, all right, everyone grab like, um, everyone like groups of two grab a tent. And so sure enough, people pair up and Benjamin and Ty are together and they grab this tent and they start walking over to the campsite. And Ty and Benjamin are like, Benjamin was like, dude, I heard that like, you know, there's only like enough tents so that like we have to pair up with someone. And he said, I heard that it's random. I heard that we don't get to choose who we pair up with. Ty's like, dude, that's insane. We already have friends. I get in the beginning them assigning us stuff, but like we know people now. This is the last day. Like why would we need to bunk with someone random? And And Benjamin's like, dude, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. So eventually they get to the campsite. Anyways, so they get to the campsite, right? And, you know, they start doing, they set up their kind of like, they sit around a bunch of logs. So they, they like light a little fire and they've like baked beans in a can or something. Then they also go out and they kind of like clear the land for to put down the tents. They all set up a bunch of tents in the group of two that they carried it over in. And Ty at this point is thinking, all right, we're good because I'm going to be with Benjamin because, I mean, we're in groups of two already. Why would they need to reassign us groups? And so once again, they were asked back to the campsite, or not the, the original campsite, but the little campfire they made. It's getting kind of late, and the camp counselor's like, all right, guys, time for me to assign you your bunk mates or your camp tent mates. And Ty in his head is like, no, 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 no. So Benjamin and so-and-so, so-and-so and so-and-so. So, and you know when there's like that one guy you don't want to be with or something like that, and like you're being assigned in a list, 
and you and you don't hear your name, but you also don't hear his name, and the number of combinations starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you start freaking out. Well, this is what was happening to Ty until he realized that he was doomed before you know the words were even said because the camp counselor went through the entire list, but he didn't say Ty's name or the emo kid's name. And that's when the camp counselor said, Ty and the emo kid, obviously said his real name, but you know what I mean. And Ty was just like, Oh, I'm not gonna make it tonight. I'm not gonna survive. I better write some like uh, my some letters to my mom saying I love you because I'm not making it tonight. Oh my god! And Benjamin is just staring at him like, and afterwards walks up to him and says, "Hey, if you need help, yeah, like we gotta come up with some kind of signal." So Ty's like, "Okay, I'm gonna like I don't like." I'm just going to run out of there and I'm going to run over to like no signals, no nothing. I'm running over to your campsite if anything happens. And Benjamin's like, all right, that's totally fine, man. So anyways, Ty goes up to the emo kids like, so looks like we're bunking. And the emo kid is like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and Ty's like, yeah, man. He's like, well, I guess you're one of my more favorite mortals that I know. And Ty's like, <laughs> yeah. So they both like put down their sleeping bags in this kind of very cramped tent. And Ty is just sitting there like, okay, okay. And they have this kind of light. And it's like one of those like uh, battery powered lights. And the emo kid's like, good night, Ty. And turns it off. And Ty's like, <gasps> like starts completely freaking out. He's like, okay, okay. I can't see anything, but we're okay. And that's when he hears the emo kid stand up. And Ty's like, no, 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 no. And the emo kid is like standing above him. And he's like, all right, well, maybe I should just accept my destiny. And that's when the emo kid, instead of striking him over there with a rock or something, just leaves. He opens up the camp tent and walks out. And Ty is like, what? So Ty kind of like gets up and he looks out and he sees the emo kid and the emo kid is like standing or is like crouching on all fours. And then he starts howling, starts howling to the full moon. He's like, but it's like a really weird howl. And Ty's just like, what? And that's when he hears the kind of like the camp counselor who's with us be like, hey, hey, who's that? You're not allowed to be outside your campsite. And you just see the emo kid go, oh, uh-oh. And just sprints towards, like, the, uh, sprints towards the tent. So Ty jumps back into his bed. And the emo kid, who's not very coordinated, apparently, instead of, like, jumping through the wind, like, the, the open flap, jumps right through the tent. So breaks right through the tarp of the tent, cracks the entire thing. The entire thing comes collapsing down. And Ty just, Ty just like has his eyes closed as the entire tent falls on top of him. And that's when you hear all this yelling and the camp counselor's like, what's going on over here? Are you guys all right? And he just like starts ruffling, rum, rummaging through all the like the rubble and stuff. And Ty starts like getting up and he pushes the stuff off of him. The camp counselor was like, was that you out there doing those howling noises? He's like, no. And then sure enough, the emo kid is just standing there like you. And he says to him like, you wouldn't understand what I was doing. And the camp counselor was like, it was, oh, I told you before that you can't be leaving your tent during the nighttime. Like, after I said goodbye, you were supposed to go to your tent and not leave it. You were out there. And he's like, I was performing a protection ritual. And camp, camp counselor was like, what? I was performing a protection ritual so that everyone would be safe at night from the demons and ghosts of the underworld. Camp counselor was like, 
what? And at that point, right, they just realized, okay, this is a lost cause. And at this point, the worst thing was that uh, there was nowhere for them to sleep because uh, the camp was completely destroyed, or the tent was completely destroyed. So the camp council was like, fine, you two, bring your sleeping bags. You can sleep in my tent. So the three of them are, are kind of like crushed in there. And eventually the camp counselor was like, all right, you two are in here. I'm going to sleep outside. No shenan- shenanigans. So it was the most uncomfortable sleep of Ty's entire life. But eventually the day is over. He gets up. You know, they start packing up their stuff and they're walking back to the campsite. And that's when Ty meets up with Benjamin and is like, dude, like, what? Ha- like, you're not going to believe it. And Benjamin's like, I heard a lot of yelling. Are you okay? Ty tells him the story. He's like, dude, that's insane. So anyways, they get back, and uh, Ty, think, Ty actually had a really good time at the camp, minus the emo kid, like, cringe fest or whatever. Eventually, Ty's parents come to pick him up, and Ty's mom's like, man, you got to tell me all about it. Like, how was it? Ty's like, it was really good, but it's quite a story. And so for the entire, like, two-hour car ride back, Ty tells them the entire story, and let me just say, Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably one of the cringiest emo kids on planet Earth. I'm not even kidding. This is probably one of the craziest stories I've received. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted this story. Let's call him Oliver. So this all happened back in the good old days of like 2014, 2015, when like goth, emo, uh, all that type of stuff was like super popular. And by the way, if you dress goth or emo, I literally don't care. That's a totally fine style. As long as you aren't an emo kid like this kid, you're totally cool in my book. So anyways, right, this all started when Oliver and his friends were in the mall. And this was way back in the day. And Oliver and his friends were just kind of like walking around in the mall. They were trying to figure out something to do. I mean, it was a Saturday. So, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, I mean, like they, they were trying to figure out something that they wanted to do. And Oliver's friend was like, hey, man, do you mind if we stop in Hot Topic? Hot Topic is a T-shirt store that sells a lot of store, a lot of stores, sells a lot of different types of T-shirts, a lot of like trending stuff, a lot of like, and, and since, you know, emo and goth was kind of trending at the time, they sold a lot of shirts and attire that really fit with that outfit. Like you got like black T-shirt that says like society. And then you got like a, uh, a, a spiky collar. I don't know, man. But anyways, right, Oliver and his friends stopped in Hot Topic, and Oliver wasn't really, you know, there to, like, buy something, so he was kind of just walking around and chilling, and he accidentally bumps into the emo guy, or the emo guy. I'm introducing a new guy, emo kid, whatever, we'll call him the emo kid. So anyways, right, this kid turns around, and he's got this, like, this black t-shirt on. He's got a spiky choller spiky collar choker type thing. He's got black pants. He's got black shoes on. His hair is black and it's like slicked down. So he has these like massive, really weird bangs where you can't even see his face. He's like, watch where you're going, punk. And Oliver's like, sorry, man. He's like, wait, I know you, dude. You're from my school. And Oliver's like, yeah, I, I think we're in class together. No, I've, I've seen you around, though, because Oliver's starting to remember this one time he saw this really weirdo-looking kid who was like, Ugh, man, no one gets me. And so sure enough, the, the kid, the emo kid, is like, Bro, I don't think you bumped into me on purpose. I think you were coming for me and my kind. And Oliver's like, dude, what, what, what are you talking about? And the emo kid's like, Bro, 
I think we both know that you just hate the emo kids, and two other emo kids appear at a, some, like, appear, basically appear out of thin air. And they were like, what's this kid talking about? Like, what's going on over here? And the emo kid's like, yeah, this kid over here. He goes to my school and he hates me on purpose. And he just bumped into me and it was crazy. I, 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 he can't do this to us, man. And the other emo kid's like, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you have against the emo kids? And at this point, right, Oliver was literally just standing in a Hot Topic t-shirt store because his friend wanted to buy a t-shirt. And Oliver's head, he's like, bro, please hurry up and get that t-shirt. But he says, look, I accidentally bumped into this kid, like this guy. I'm sorry. It's not on purpose. You can trust me. And the emo kid's like, uh, no, dude, I totally know what, like, a bump on purpose would feel like. That one felt so purposeful. Like, I literally felt the purpose in the bump. It was crazy. And and Oliver's like, dude, what do you mean by that? And the emo kid's like, are you getting aggressive with me, son? Uh, Do you want to fight me, son? Oh, he wants to fight me, dude. And at this point, Oliver's like, all right, guys. All right, boys, have a good day. Oliver goes over, finds his friend. He's like, dude, I got. I, I met a bunch of weirdos. They want to fight me. I literally bumped into them. And like his Oliver's friend's like, all right, dude, like that's like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll go. That's fine. And then Oliver's friend sees this like pack of like emo kids walk over, and Oliver's friend starts cracking up. He's like, bro, you can't be serious. You can't seriously think. Uh, wait, these kids? These kids want to fight you, dude? They're not going to do anything. They can probably barely walk here without fainting. And the kids are like waddling over. And the emo kid's like, don't think I forgot what you did, man. And so sure enough, right, you know, Oliver and his friend, they buy the t-shirt, they leave. And, you know, Oliver is telling his friends all about what's going down. His friend's like completely laughing. They find it hilarious. And that's because Oliver thinks to himself, well, I'm never going to see these kids again. It doesn't really matter, right? Oh, my God. Was Was Oliver wrong? Because this started one of the most insane sagas that Oliver has ever has ever had in his life. He was telling me that like he's experienced a lot of crazy things, but the story that is to follow what just happened is probably the craziest thing that ever happened to Oliver ever. So skip forward a week. An entire week has passed by, actually a little bit more because it's not a weekend. Oliver, it's a Monday morning. He gets up. He's like, oh my God, I got to go in. So, you know, he gets up eats breakfast, gets on the bus. It's just like, oh my God, man. Is it already Monday? Dude, that's freaking crazy. He gets into school and he's walking to his locker all kind of like half awake or whatever. He has his backpack on. And he gets to his locker. And that's when he realizes that something's wrong. Because his locker is like halfway open. And, like, the lockers didn't have locks on them. But Oliver always, like, closed it by the end of the day. He'd grab his backpack, and he would shut it all the way, and it would close. And he noticed it was halfway open, which was weird, because no other lockers were halfway open. I mean, some were, but they were very obvious. The people just left them open or whatever. And Oliver goes up to his locker, and he opens it very close, like, very, very slowly. And that's when he sees a little something in the background. You know, he sees a little something in the very far back of his locker, so he, you know, he gets his, like, his iPhone, like, 3 or whatever, d- opens up his flashlight app, or <laughs> I remember when that was a thing, shines it, and sure enough, he sees in, like, in the back of his locker, in, like, black marker, he sees a, like, a skull and crossbones, like, scribbled on there, and then said, you're next, fear us. And, you know, at this point, Oliver is like, what, the- what, huh? 
huh? What? Like, what's going on here, boys? Like, I don't... Why? And so sure enough, like, Oliver, like, hits up his friend. He's like, bro, did you do this? And his friend's like, dude, no, I'm not cringe. <laughs> and, and Oliver's like, all right, well, if it wasn't you guys, well, then... Who could it like that's that's really weird. And remember, the whole emo experience, like the emo kid thing that happened at Hot Topic over a week ago, was a pretty crazy experience. But at that time, Oliver had completely forgotten. Because don't forget that the main emo kid actually went to Oliver's school. And Oliver recognized him from being in the hallways once. So Oliver didn't even think for a second, like he didn't even think of the emo kids when he was like, Alright, who's probably gonna be the one, like who did this? Who's most likely that, like, probably went through and was trying to mess with me or whatever? And Oliver just didn't even think of the emo kid. So give it a couple days, right? A couple days later, you know, Oliver is kind of, like, towards the end of school. And uh, most people are gone, you know. Oliver's just, like, waiting. It's after class. Oliver's, like, waiting to go be picked up. But then he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot my backpack. I don't know. That happens or whatever. So Oliver's walking back to his locker, and this is where it, it's actually a little creepy because he starts walking back to his locker and it's like he looks at his locker and it's just scribbled in black pen. Like nothing else. No other lockers. It says his locker has all these black X's all over them and it's done in Sharpie or whatever. But he's like, OK, whatever. This, like this is kind of serious because like he looks around and no one else is around him. So this is like kind of weird now. He's definitely feeling kind of uncomfortable at the moment. So he goes in there and he goes to grab his backpack and he sees a piece of paper sitting there. So he grabs the piece of paper. He realizes it's a letter, but he doesn't read it yet because he grabs his backpack. He gets on out of there and he goes out of the school. And now he's standing where, you know, people are getting picked up or whatever. And this is where he feels more comfortable to actually read the letter. So he opens up the letter and it says, I'm going to try and read in the emo kid voice. Don't think you could have gotten away from us, man. <laughs> the emo kids have not forgotten your sins, and you shall pay for them. Next time, don't mess with the popular loners ever again. And then it had this, like, weird, like, raven at the bottom, and apparently that was, like, the emo guild crust, crest or whatever, dude. I, I don't know. But at this point... Oliver's like, oh my god, it's the freaking emo kid that I bumped into with the Hot Topic. That's the kid behind all this, or whatever. So he's like, alright, I'm just gonna, next time I see him, I'm just gonna tell him to leave me alone, and the kind of, I'm just gonna scare him. He's, I mean, he, he's, he's full of nothing, right? He's full of nothing. And so sure enough, the next day rolls around, and he gets on the bus, and once again, Oliver isn't even really thinking about the weird stuff going on, but he gets on the bus, and he's half awake, and he's looking, you know how you walk down the bus and you can see all the people sitting in the seats? He looks in the way back and he's like stops for a second because he sees something that's very reckoned that he remembers. Long black hair, bangs in the front of the face. And he's like, oh my God, wait, wait, that's the emo kid. And all of a sudden he hears from the back of the bus, well, hello there, Oliver, why don't you sit next to me? And Oliver's like, how does he know my name? Whatever. And Oliver's like, all right, well, this is going to be actually a great opportunity for me to sit down and kind of like scare this kid and tell him to like basically to piss off. Right. So Oliver gets to the back of the bus and he sees the emo kid and he sits there. He's like, dude, I don't know what's up with you, but why, why do you keep doing weird things to my locker? And he says, 
And the emo kid's like, hey, so you've noticed. You've noticed that the emo guild has noticed your presence and has decided that you are mortal enemy number one. And uh, Oliver's like, what? The emo kid's like, so you must not know about the emo guild. Well, someone so ignorant as you probably would have known that anyways. But anyways, the emo guild is the guild of all the emos in our area. They get together, and since everyone's a hater and part of society, we've decided to guild together and join our forces. And if anyone strikes one of us, we will all combine and strike them down 20 times as hard. And Oliver's like, all right, man, well, you struck pretty hard at the locker. Ah, scared me. Got me good. Nemo Kid's like, nice try, Oliver, if that even is your real name. Oliver's like, yes, that's my birth name. And he's like, whatever. You don't even know what's coming next. <laughs> real quick, if you made it this far into the video and are busy doing something, comment emo down below. I'll try and hard as many comments to say that. Then also, if you want to support the channel, binge watch these videos. At, while you're doing something and uh, let me know in the comment section down below what you're doing while binge watching these videos binging the video supports the channel so much and i appreciate it and also i'll be shouting out random people who tell me how they're supporting the channel like these people on screen right now thank you let's get back to the story so eventually the bus gets to the stop the bus stop where the school is oliver gets up and the emo kid's like wait you must know that you are facing off against the emo clan, and you will not have any idea of what's coming. And Oliver's like, all right, uh, can I at least get your name so I can know who I'm facing off against? Fine, I guess that is only what a respectable duelist would do anyways, so fair. I am Sir Ben, the great wizard archduke nemesis Leonardo DiCaprio III. And Oliver's like, so your name's Ben? Yes, whatever, that is my mortal name. And Oliver's like, okay, Ben. It is Ben! The and he's like, all right, I don't need to hear it. Fine. Okay. Bye. So Oliver walks away. And he's like, all right. Oliver's thinking on this. He's like, you know what? These kids are weird, and they have way too much time on their hands. So I don't really want to see what, like, weird concoction of weird stuff they decide to put in my locker. Or whatever they decide to do, I don't want to see it. So you know what? I'm going to strike back. I'm going to figure out everything about this Ben kid, and I'm going to have a little ammunition to, I'm not going to say blackmail him, but blackmail him. Uh, yeah, it just is what it is, man. I'm sorry. Like, they're playing dirty. I'm playing dirty. Sorry. So sorry. If you don't, if you, you don't hate the player, hate the game. Right? So anyways, Oliver immediately starts hitting up all of his friends. He's like, do you know this Ben kid? They're like, no, no, I don't know this Ben kid. One kid's like, yeah, he's a weird emo kid. He's like, all right, what do you know about him? He's like, he's weird and emo or something. And Oliver's like, you're, not, you're no help. So anyways, Oliver eventually talks to his friend Stormy, who's a girl. And, uh, you, know, Stormy, you know, Oliver's like, hey, sorry, I'm trying to find, this weird kid is like trying to like beef with me. I just want to find dirt on him. Do you know this kid, Ben? Stormy's like, oh, do I know Ben? And Oliver's like, yes, yes, you know something, let's go. And he's like, please, please tell me whatever. Stormy's like, well, you know Kate, right? And Ben's like, no, not Ben, sorry. Oliver's like, yeah, I know Kate. So Ben, the emo kid guy that's like being weird with you, is what Stormy's saying, has a massive crush on Kate. And Kate knows it. And, you know, Kate hasn't necessarily said no to him yet because he hasn't made any advances. And uh, Oliver's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, that's all I need. Can I talk to Kate for a second? 
And, you know, Stormy's like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. So eventually, Stormy sets Kate and uh, Oliver up, and Oliver's like, hey, please, he explains the entire situation. And Kate's like, look, Ben, the emo kid, has been weird to me for a very long time. Like, I used to think it was this funny, but he's weird. He keeps looking at me. He keeps, like, he keeps, like, professing his love to me. You know what? I'll team up with you. We'll take him down. Oliver's ecstatic at this point. So basically, they come up with a plan. If the emo, next time the emo kids strike, Oliver is going to find the emo kid and ask for, like, mercy. And if the emo kid doesn't give him mercy, and, you know, Oliver doesn't actually expect him to give him mercy, basically, assuming the emo kid doesn't give him mercy, Oliver is going to say, well, I'm going to give you one more chance to give me mercy. And the emo kid's going to, he's going to be like, what, what do you mean? Like, I have the upper ground. And then all of a sudden, Oliver is going to, like, pull out, like, a basically text message conversation with Kate, which is going to be fabricated, about how, like, he knows someone perfect for her, for her and how, like, uh, Oliver's friend, who we'll just call Bob, no, we're not going to, we're going to call him, uh, what should we call him? Oliver's friend Ryan is, like, perfect for Kate, and the truth is, Kate has, like, a crush on Ryan, and Oliver's basically going to say, hey, if you do any, like, if you do anything else... I'm going to set up Ryan and Kate. And Kate already thinks Ryan is super attractive, and Ryan is down to get with her, and I have all the power to connect them, and you will never be able to date Kate, or, yeah, you'll never be able to date Kate ever again. And this will destroy the emo kid. So anyways, after this plan is done, once again, Oliver is walking back to his locker. And sure enough, once again, like, you know, and he reported last time all the, like, the, the exes and stuff, and the janitor came and cleaned it up. And one, he goes to the locker, and sure enough, there is this, like, crudely drawn black raven, and then it says emo, gi- emo guild underneath it. And so, you know, Oliver's like, all right, they struck again. Let's see if this kid's on the bus. So the next day, Oliver's really hoping that the emo kid takes the bus again, because this would be kind of difficult to go and find him. But sure enough, the emo kid is sitting in the back with his, like, weird super long hair that's like covering his entire face he's like he's wearing like he uh, he has this like robe today this like black cape or whatever or something he's sitting there and he's like Oliver I've seen do you want to sit next to me and uh, because I don't know if you've seen your locker yesterday but it has a little uh, uh I don't know it has a little something on it and Oliver's like yes Ben I know I was wondering if we could talk about, you know, maybe a surrender, my surrender. And the emo kid's like, hey, I knew it. I knew you were weak. I knew you were sad. But no, I will not show you mercy. I will just not do it. It's not in the way of the emo guild. Because you're a part of society. Freak society, bro. And uh, Oliver's like, look, Ben, I'm going to give you one more chance to reconsider. And the emo kid's like, what? Give me a chance to reconsider? You're asking me for my forgiveness. I will not reconsider anything. And Oliver's like, fine. I know about Kate. And the emo kid's like, what? <laughs> you know about my love? <laughs> I can barely keep a straight face doing this. Anyways, emo kid's like, you know about my love? And Oliver's like, yes. In fact, I know more than that. You know Kate, right? Well, I have a friend, Ryan. He's a good-looking man. And I was talking to Kate, and I was talking to her about Ryan. And I just asked her, you know, what she thought. And Kate confessed to me 
that she really thinks Ryan is so attractive. And you know who's my best friend? Ryan. You know who Ryan finds attractive? Kate. And with a snap of my fingers, Mr. Emo Man, I could set the two of them up. And you will never have a chance to date her for the rest of high school or middle school. Or I don't care, right? For the rest of high school. And th- I mean, it's not like the Ben, the emo kid, was going to date her anyways. But the emo kid was like, no! No! What do you want, you cruel beast? You cruel monster? I don't know why you put my love up like that. You can have whatever you want. You can have my riches. You can have my gold. You can have my Twilight Limited Edition series book signed by the author himself. You can have anything of mine. And Oliver's like, dude, I I just want you and your weirdo friends to stop. Emo Kid's like, the Emo Guild is not going to like this. They'll know that I have a weakness and I might be kicked out of the emo guild. No. And Oliver's like, all right, well, if, you're, if they're not going to stop, if your buddies aren't going to stop, you and your weirdos aren't going to stop harassing me, well, then, you know what? Kate and my friend Ryan are going to be sitting in a tree. Emo kid's like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. K-I-S. No. S-I-N. No. G. No. Fine. Fine. Oliver, you cruel monster. You can have whatever you want then. Fine. Well, fine. We'll do it. You, no, nothing more will happen. I'll tell the emo guild that, uh, that you surrendered to me and I was merciful because that's part of the emo guild. And Oliver's like, didn't you say that was the opposite? It doesn't matter, Oliver. I'm trying to work with you, idiot. And Oliver's like, okay. You know what? If this is true, Kate, you know, Kate and Ryan, you know, they're not going to be like that. But just so you know, if you or one of your little emo friends do anything to me, anything, Kate and Ryan are a thing. Emo kid's like, fine, you drive a hard bargain. I'll call off the attacks. And from that point on, Oliver has never received another emo style, I don't even know if you could call it an attack, but he never received weird stuff in his locker or weird in carvings of the emo guild or anything like that. And uh, he lived happily ever after. Uh, yeah. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today I got a story time for you guys about probably one of the weirdest, strangest emo kids to ever exist. So yeah, I don't know, get something to eat, get comfortable, subscribe if you're new, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted the story, let's call her Claire. So... This takes place during Claire's class, right? She, during school, she was in class, and there's this boy that Claire was talking to, and she, you know, she kind of liked him, right? Hey, man, it, 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 it happens, you know, life happens. Let's call this guy Ben, because I'm, I'm not creative, man. There's also another girl in Claire's class, and we're just gonna call her the emo girl. And Claire didn't know this at the time, but she really did know this. <laughs> she really got to know this pretty soon, but at the time, she didn't know that the emo girl had a massive crush on Ben, right? And part of me feels for the emo girl a little bit, like, I've definitely been in situations where in middle school I had a crush on this girl and she was obviously talking to another guy that like, you know, would have definitely gotten hurt. Like that I I was not the one for her, some other guy was. It sucks, man. It really does. I'm not going to say it doesn't. However, it doesn't justify the actions that you'll see in this video which are pretty crazy. But anyways, right? So this all started one day when Claire was talking to Ben. And she was sitting there, you know, she's talking to Ben, and it kind of seemed like Ben was gonna like her back, and he was very engaged talking to her, like they were flirting a lot. And this is when, you know, Claire, like, 
kind of like spaced out a little bit. You know when you're like looking at someone and then you kind of space out a little bit and you look at all the stuff behind them when you're like uh, focus of vision kind of changes and shifts. So she kind of like spaced out a little bit and looked behind Ben and she very briefly made eye contact with this emo girl in her class. If you dress emo, this video is not against you. I think the style is totally fine and I like you either way. As long as you don't act like this emo girl, then you're totally fine. So basically, right, this girl had super long dyed black hair. She was like a natural, like a brunette, like a year ago, but then she dyed it all black. She wears all these like goth skull rings or whatever. And it's kind of the style, you know what I mean? And sure enough, this emo girl that Claire doesn't really talk to just because they were never really friends is just staring into like the pits of her souls, dude. Like the, the pits of her souls. Staring into like the, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. She, They were just like deeply staring at her very, very kind of like angrily. And Claire quickly breaks eye contact because like, I don't know, man, she's not trying to like, uh, she's just like, I'm not engaging with this. Like, let's hope that's a coincidence. Claire completely forgets about that and goes back to talking with Ben, right? And so sure enough, you know, she's talking to Ben. She's like, eh, flirting, whatever, right? Insert flirtatious uh, conversation. And by the end of the conversation, you know, the bell rings or whatever. And Claire leaves to go to either recess, lunch, another class. I don't know specifically what, but whatever it was, she leaves to go and do it. And the emo girl quickly follows behind her. Like, the emo girl was kind of far behind her in class, so the emo girl is, like, speed walking towards her. And Claire is kind of thinking, oh boy, uh, I guess that eye contact earlier today was not an accident. It was not, like, an, a mistake. Uh, you know how you sometimes, like, I, I know I'll do this. I'll, like, space out and not even pay attention and then realize I've been staring at someone for, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I swear, I'm just zoning out. And Claire was kind of hoping that the emo girl just happened to be accidentally staring into her soul through her pupils. But uh, yeah, it was not an accident because the emo girl walks up to her is like, hey, we got to talk. And Claire's like, um, okay. And the emo girl is like, I don't know if you know this, but Ben, Ben is mine. He is my boyfriend, and I don't want to see you start talking to him. And Claire is really taken aback because at first she's like, oh, wait, is Ben dating someone? Like, I've talked to all my friends, and I'm pretty sure, like, I, because, like, Claire made sure beforehand that, you know, Ben wasn't dating anyone, so she could kind of, like, show that she was interested and not get rejected or whatever. And uh, she was pretty sure that he wasn't dating anyone, and also if he was to date someone, Claire didn't really think that the emo girl was his type, but she was like, oh, so you're dating him. And the emo girl is like, well, not yet. But he's mine! Don't question my authority on this matter. You will, you will suffer the consequences if you want to steal my boyfriend away from me. And Claire's just like, uh, wh what do you mean your boyfriend? Are, so you guys are dating or aren't dating? She's like, well, not yet, but like super soon, like it's totally happening. And the thing is, Claire, you're just getting in the way of this. You're getting in the way of what is meant to be. I was performing a spell last night and in my cauldron, I got like the spirits told me that Ben and I are meant to be together. And if you want to get in the way of spirits and magic, well then, oh, by my, by all means, like, go ahead and curse yourself, but I'm just letting you know that if you get in between Ben and I becoming boyfriend and girlfriend and soon-to-be husband and wife forever, 
then you will regret it. And the emo girl kind of like hunches over and like shuffles away. And Claire was just stunned, uh, to say the least. She was kind of just at a loss for words at this point because it's not every day that, you know, you're walking around and, uh, you know, the emo girl in your class, if you have one, comes up to you and says that, yeah, by the way, the gods of magic literally said that, you know, that guy that you're talking to, that he and I are meant to be together and that we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend even though we aren't, so stay away, bro, and then shuffle away. That's just not a, you know, a day-to-day occurrence. I don't know, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, sure enough, you know, Claire kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be bullied out of talking to this guy that I like. Like, I'm not going to be bullied out of it, man. Like, that's just not, that's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? And Claire's like, you know what? I I think I'm just going to, you know, keep talking to this guy. I think I just am. So the next day rolls around and the only class that Claire has with Ben is the class that she has with the emo girl. So it's not like Claire could really talk to Ben a lot in other classes. However, Claire does talk to him every kind of like lunch break. They get lunch together. And the emo girl doesn't eat lunch in the uh, lunchroom, so I don't think she knows. Or if she does, she's not trying to see that. Fair enough, I guess. But sure enough, you know, Claire, you know, Ben comes over to Claire because they kind of were talking every single day. I don't think the I don't think the emo girls ever spoken to Ben before, but they're about to they're about to be boyfriend and girlfriend guys. Stop hating. <laughs> no, but uh so Ben comes over just like every other day and Claire was a little bit weird and Ben's like, "Are you good?" and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, actually it's nothing. Sorry. I was just I was just spacing out." In reality, Claire was like, "Okay. <laughs> this will be interesting because she notices the emo girl is intensely, intensely staring at her, right? Just looking at her so angrily. And uh, as Ben walks over and when Ben sits down, her brow furrows and her like, she like lifts up her hand and like crunches it into a fist of rage. Like that Arthur meme where it's like his, his fist is all balled up. Like, so, so Claire was distracted by that, obviously. And uh, she was like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just spacing out. So Claire and Ben, you know, they continue to talk and, you know, they, they, they flirt a lot as always, you know, it kind of, Claire's kind of getting a feeling that, you know, Ben's going to try and make a move at some point kind of soon, just by kind of the natural progression over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Claire's all for that, man. I mean, she was kind of like trying to put herself out there so that Ben would, uh, Ben would hopefully come around and, you know, ask her out or something. Sure enough, you know, the bell rings again and Claire is kind of like power walks out of there. She grabs her bag quickly. She's like, aha, Ben, I'll see you in the next one because Ben and her go to totally different directions. So it's not like she can walk with Ben. And so Claire is like power walking out of there because she's like, all right, emo girl is coming for me, man. Like I, I, because Claire wasn't looking at the emo girl, but she could just feel it. Like she had kind of like the raid boss music going on. She's like, oh man, I got to get out of here, dude. Final boss encroaching, encroaching, man. Like I, I, I got to get out of here. So she grabs her backpack, quickly like puts it on her shoulder and starts to like sprint out, not sprint out of the classroom, man. Her teacher would have been like, stop running, stop it, stop. But sure enough, right now, the emo girl was just as fast and just as intent to be talking to Claire. And she comes up to Claire. She's like, you didn't heed my warning. You didn't listen to me. And Claire goes, dude, I don't know you, but it doesn't seem like you and Ben ever talk. I don't think you're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, you, you threatening me with your magic powers or whatever is not going to make me stop talking to this guy, dude. Like, can you go away? And the emo girl is like, fine, 
But just know that I will give you one last warning. And Claire's like, oh boy, kind of rolls her eyes or whatever. And the emo girl's like, if I see you talking with him again, it is on site. And Claire's like, bro, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? And the emo girl's all like, stop laughing at me. It's not funny. It's serious. I will give you one last chance. And this is your final opportunity to cease your terrible behavior. Or you, yes you, Claire, will suffer the consequences. And Claire's just like, Oh my god, you you can't you you gotta be kidding me, dude. Like there's there's no chance. So she's like, okay, uh, thanks for talking to me. Uh, is that all? And the email girl's like, yes. One last chance. Don't forget it. Don't you forget it. One last chance. And once again, email girl scuffles off. Little spoiler, uh, Claire does not listen to the email girl. In the next day in class, the email girl does something completely crazy. But real quick. Comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment, as that is the secret word of the day, and I will try and heart your comment to say thank you. And also, if you want to support the channel, binge watch videos, or just watch a bunch of videos after this one, or in your free time when you're drawing, about to go to bed, playing video games, go watch one of the playlists. I got emo kid playlist, spoil kid playlist, and if you do, comment down below so I can personally say thank you, as it really does help. And also, uh, profile pick army looking strong. So you thought that that was it for the craziness from this emo girl that going up and threatening that the evil gods of spells and magic and wizardry wilks, she will suffer the consequences. You thought that that was bad and no, 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 pause, bro. You're not even close to what's about to happen because the next day it rolls around. Okay, I keep saying that like that's something crazy. Oh no, the next day happens. Time is linear, raw. But anyways, right? Next day rolls around, Claire goes into class and she makes sure that she's talking to Ben. And she makes sure that the emo kid, it, or the emo girl specifically, is seeing this. And Claire is kind of like a little bit upset because she's like, you know what? This girl is bossing me around. I'm not standing for it. So Claire decides that, you know, she's just going to make a move. Like, she's going to make a move. Um, so anyways, Claire is talking with Ben. And, you know, she sees that the emo girl is at an angle where she can see both of them pretty clearly. And so Claire looks at the emo kid in the emo girl in the eyes. This is a little mean. I'm not going to lie. However, it is kind of justified since the emo girl was like threatening to pull up or square up or like it's on site if you talk to him or talking crazy or whatever. So this is a little bit justified. Not saying it's not mean, but, you know, uh, uh, Claire is kind of like, oh, Ben, like, tell me about you or whatever. And what Claire does is she puts her hand on, like, Ben's leg or whatever. Kind of, like, as an indication of, like, I like you. Uh, don't go ahead and do this. I, especially, like, you, you gotta ask people first. Like, you can't go around just putting your hands on people, bro. As the Connor Pug's endorsement, don't, don't do this. But anyways, like, I mean, she was, she already talked to, like, she, either way, she does it. And Ben reciprocates very nicely back. And Ben kind of, like, puts his hand on her chair, right? You know when you're, like, in the movie, the classic movie theater scene where it's, like, you reach your hand behind them to, like, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. And this, 
the emo girl legitimately snaps, dude. She freaking snaps. And you're in that, you're, you're probably thinking she's going to go up and put a spell on them or she's going to like go raw and like sprint to the bathroom to have explosive diarrhea. No, none of those things are true. You know what this girl does when she said it's on site? She meant it because Claire, one moment, was like kind of relaxing in the company of her soon-to-be boyfriend, spoiler, Ben. In the next moment, she was on the ground. Do you know why? Because the emo girl freaking tackled her, dude. The emo girl was got so angry at the sight of them, like, basically, uh, they weren't holding hands, but they were, like, same level of, like, romantic intimacy as holding hands. She was so mad at that sight that the emo girl legitimately got up out of her seat, buckled her head down, sprinted like a D1 quarterback, and knocked Claire out of, like, tackled Claire, basically, and was, like, and started hissing. So right now, Claire's on the ground. The emo girl is on top of her. Ben is sitting there in complete shock, like, what, what, what? And everyone in the class turns around, including the teacher. Um, because they were supposed to be, like, reading a book or something in pairs. They were n- None of this nonsense was supposed to be going down. So the teacher is just like, what's going on over here? And the emo girl is like, is like hissing the entire time. She's like, I told you it was on site. Stay away from my boyfriend. And Ben is just so confused. And Claire is like covering her face because the emo girl is like very faintly, but still trying to like claw at her. It's like, don't, 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 don't like with their big, like, uh, you know, kind of like in Pokemon, like meow, meowth, or I forgot the cat Pokemon that like, team rocket has you know how that like it has scratch attack that does like negative one damage that was kind of the equivalent of what like this the emo girl was doing to claire so no damage was done but it was very strange and uh sure enough you know claire the next moment feels the sensation of the emo girl leaving her body like being picked up so she opens her eyes and she sees the emo girl is literally drag being dragged away by the teacher and dragged out of the classroom and claire gets up and Ben looks at her with this, just this look of, huh? And uh, at this point, Claire's like, Ben, I got some explaining to you. I got some explaining to do. And Claire explains everything that I just told you Click guys. on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today I got a story of probably one of the craziest emo kids of all time, and I've told a lot of crazy stories, so strap in, uh, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber, uh, let's call her Luna. So Luna was a tennis player and was pretty good at tennis, and over the summer her mom sent Luna to a tennis camp, and this story starts pretty far through the tennis camp. So the tennis camp lasted about one week long, and on the last day, which was Friday, all the parents would come and they would watch kind of like a tennis tournament of all the kids who were playing and learning how to play and getting better during the week. There would be a big tournament. They would have like, I don't know, a fake little trophy thing. But the main important thing was that there was a big tournament at the end of the week and all the parents came to watch. So this story starts on that Thursday. So this is the day before the last day, which is the big event. And uh, this this uh, tennis camp took place at a college, so they had access to a college dining hall. And Luna and her two friends were walking, you know, to go try and find a table. And Luna's two friends said, oh, look over there. Or one of Luna's friends said, oh, look over there. There's a table. So Luna's two other friends, you know, went over and sat down at the table. Luna said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get something. So Luna walks over to the dining hall. 
grabs something to eat, and is walking back. And while Luna's walking back, she's not really paying attention. Like, she's kind of like, I don't know, spacing out or looking on her phone, or for some reason, she's not paying full attention to her surroundings. So unfortunately, she bumps into this guy. And, you know, the guy had a tray of food, and the food, honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Like, the food... Sure, like a little bit got on his shirt, um, but it wasn't like the entire tray exploded all over his shirt and his clothes were soiled and ruined beyond repair. Like, yeah, dude, you got sprayed a little bit. That sucks, but it's time to move on. And Luna was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing. And like, she's like, like, I'm so sorry. Like I wasn't paying attention. And this kid, you know, Luna's looking at this kid, and this kid is very clearly like an emo kid. And by the way, there's nothing wrong if you dress like goth or emo or whatever. It's a style, and I think a lot of my viewers have the style, and I don't personally do it myself. That isn't my style, but I rock with you if you do that. No hard feelings. However, if you're like this emo kid, bro, you, you gotta change some things in your life. That's all I'm saying. Because this emo kid looks at Luna, looks her dead in the eyes, and then takes out a book. And Luna's like, eh, what? And the emo kid, so he has this book in his hand, and Luna notices that there's, like, ancient hieroglyphics? Uh, like, Dude, my brain is not working right now. There's, like, ancient, like, letters and all these, like, symbols on the book. Basically, it looks like, like, a wizard or witch book or something. And Luna's thinking to herself, all right, there's no shot that, like, that's actually, like, a wizard book or something. And the emo kid reaches into his back pocket and takes out a wand. So he opens up the, like, the spell book, and he's waving his wand around. He's like, you have made a great enemy You've made a great mistake bumping into me on purpose. And Luna's like, it wasn't on purpose, man. Like, I swear to you, like, I wasn't paying attention and I apologize for that. I should have been paying attention. You're right. Like, that's on me. However, like, come on now. It was an accident. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what kind of nonsense doobly-doop you're doing right now. But and he's like, silence, mortal. And he's like waving his wand around. He's like, hibbity-bibbity-bobbity-boo. I put a sp something like super goofy, but like supposedly like, I don't know, wizard tongue or something. He's like, I'm like, okay, bro, like, let's calm down now. He's like, there, you've been cursed. And he slams the book shut with one hand, puts the wand back in his pocket, puts the book back into his backpack, which he was carrying around, or I guess not a backpack. I guess it was like a tennis bag with a racket in it. And the emo kid walks off. And Luna is just standing there, just kind of like, what? what just happened? Like, can we just have, like, a little pause and a rewind of what just happened here? Because I don't think that, like, I really understood what was going on, because there's not a shot that that actually just happened. So Luna goes back to the table with her two friends, and her two friends are like, what took you so long? And Luna's like, well, I actually have a very interesting answer that I bet you guys were not expecting. So Luna tells them the story, and they're like, one of them, one of them was just like, oh my God, that's crazy. The other one was like, dude, like, I know that kid. Like I saw, I, I was in a tennis group earlier this morning. We we're practicing forehands. I know that kid. He was so weird, bro. He was all like, okay, he did. Okay. He wasn't like the other emo kid, bro. I, I'm just playing around, but he was like all like in the corner, hushed away. And when the coach like, yeah, like said to him, it was his turn. He kind of like looked up at him and flicked his long, dark hair back, kind of sighed. And then like, 
you know, hit a forehand or something. And they're like, that kid was super weird, but I had no idea that he was like that weird. Because there's a difference between being kind of weird and putting spells on people randomly. Like that's just who two different ballparks, bro. Quick comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment. That is the secret word of the day, and I will do my best to heart as many comments as possible. I'm still getting over some complications with the uh, the the wisdom teeth, and that might take a couple days, so please don't take it personally if I don't heart your comment. Do know I still really appreciate it. And also, shout out to all the people who've been binge-watching my videos, like going through and watching a ton of them, either via the playlist or just through the recommended. Please let me know in the comment section when you're doing this so I can heart it and say thank you, and just know that you're supporting the channel more than you can even imagine at this point. I really appreciate it. Back to the story. It gets crazy. Anyways, right, so the next day rolls around, and remember that, you know, Luna was at a tennis camp, and on the last day, which was the next day, because this whole spell incident happened on a Thursday, and the last day was on a Friday. So it was Friday, it was the last day, and it was only like a half day because the parents would come and pick you up by the end of it. But anyways, right, there was a big tennis tournament and all the parents came to watch. So it was a pretty big deal. And so everyone was sitting around on the tennis court um, and like the coach was standing at the very front. Everyone was sitting on the tennis court and he was reading off his list of like, all right, guys, like, thank you for all your hard work this week. And finally, it pays off. Just know that, you know, win or lose, like, you know, we just want to make sure you have a fun time and that, you know, I mean, there can only be one winner, so you, you, you can't take it that personally if you don't win. Uh, the most important thing is to, like, good sportsmanship and have a fun time. And anyways, let me read off the pairings. So the pairings were read off, and Luna had a first-round match where she played against another, some random guy or something, and she was better. She was probably one of the top 10 people at the camp. She didn't expect to win the tournament. I mean, the, the other people, there are, were some people that were much better than her, and maybe they're having a bad day or whatever, but Luna just wanted to you know, go out there, have some fun. So Luna's first-round match went down really well. She won 6-2, 6-3, which is pretty solid win. If you guys know tennis, I used to play tennis a lot back in the day. That's why I can tell this story so well, um, at least the tennis parts. Uh, but anyways, things get really interesting when Luno goes into her second round match. The second round match is against a familiar character that you guys may or may not remember from earlier in the story. Yes, Luna is playing the emo kid. And let me just say that Luna did not forget the emo kid, but very well the converse is true too, because the emo kid had not forgotten about Luna either. Which means... Yes, Luna and versus the emo kid are about to play after the emo kid put a spell on her. And uh, Luna's just looking at her opponent like, there's no way, there's, there's no way, man. Th there's no way. So anyways, right, you know, Luna, so uh, when, when you play tennis, you normally, like, you will warm up with your partner and then you'll get into playing. But basically, you both stand on two sides of a net, just very quickly for people who don't know. And so Luna was standing on one side of the, the net and the emo kid was, like, sulking over and kind of, like, was all hunched over and kind of, like, wandered over to the other side of the net. And so Luna walks up to kind of, like, the net in, the, in between and the, the emo kid walks up as well. And Luna's like, all right, like, do you want to warm up and the emo kid is like <laughs> insert maniacal laugh i can't do a maniacal laugh right now i'm just i just can't do it so insert like the most evil maniacal laugh from like tv shows and movies you can think of and dude 
out of all the responses Luna was expecting, okay, Luna was either responding, expecting like yes or no. It was a yes or no question. But out of all the responses that Luna was expecting, let me just say the mani- a maniacal laugh was not on the list, dude. Like it just was not on the list. And so Luna's kind of just thinking like, uh, okay. And then the emo kid goes on to say, huh, like finishes up his maniacal laugh and is like, why would I need to warm up? when I have the curse on my side. And Luna was just like, oh, so so we're still going with that. We're not just gonna like, cause Luna was kind of thinking, all right, well, let's just put yesterday behind us because that was very weird. You know what, Luna, Luna gave this guy, you know, the privilege of allowing, you know, just to put that behind them. Because normally that's not a thing you just put behind, right? The fact that, like, you got a spell put on you, normally you don't just forget about that. But Luna was like, oh, okay, so no warm-up? And the emo kid said, yeah. Well, I mean, I have the curse on my side, so why would I need to warm up anyways? And Luna was like, all right, fine, I really gotta smack this kid. So Luna and the emo kid kind of go immediately into playing the match, and so Luna spins the racket, and sure enough, it is the emo kid's choice. So basically, in the beginning of tennis, you spin like heads or tails, and if you get it right, you can choose to serve or have the other person serve. And the emo kid starts maniacally laughing. So once again, insert the like maniacal evil villain laugh after the racket is spun. And, uh, you know, Luna's is kind of looking at him like, dude, what? And the emo kid is like, looks like my curse is already working. <laughs> Insert again, another maniacal laugh. And Luna's is thinking to herself, all right, bro, like, let's not jump to conclusions. There's a 50-50 chance that you were going to get that. Like, come on now. In the back of Luna's mind, she was like, uh, well... I wonder if the curse is real, but her rational mind was able to take control and be like, all right, let's just smack this kid. I know I'm better than him. So sure enough, right, you know, the emo kid starts serving. Basically, that's the way you start a tennis point. So the emo kid throws it up, bops it in, and the serve is not that good. I'm, serve is the hardest part of tennis, in my opinion, but the serve is not that good. And Luna, really wanting to have a good impression to kind of quote-unquote break the curse, winds up a massive forehand, completely crunches it, and obliterates the emo kid in the first point. Like, this ball is blazing off of Luna's racket and just smack right past the emo kid. The emo kid wasn't even, like, the curse was... The emo kid plus the curse were not good enough to give him the reaction time to be able to deal with it. That's how bad this whole thing was, dude. So Luna looks up at the emo kid, giving her the dirtiest look ever, because I don't 